MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The never-ending game appears to be close to ending at Wrigley Field, Chicago. Welcome in the beginning of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote had no intention of beginning the festivities with a cub yankee game had no idea that they would still be playing baseball but here they are in the wee hours of the morning and you know a game's gone long when we're on the radio and they're still playing baseball something has gone haywire there's been a glitch there's been a glitch at wrigley field but the yankees have taken the lead in the 18th inning at wrigley field thanks to a Poor throw by Starlin Castro and some hustle by the Yankees, Aaron Hicks. And so 5-4 to four is the score as the Yankees are threatening to score some more runs in the 18th inning. But this is going to be something that's talked about throughout the next 24 hours, the sports news cycle. So I thought even before the game ends, 
And the Cubs could come back and tie the game, and they could keep playing. But right now it's in the 18th inning. It looks like the Yankees, since they have the lead, will assume the position that the Yankees are going to win. And uh, the same thing happens every time a game goes redonkulously long. Uh, everyone complains. It's, it works in the sports media. Uh, the, the players, many of them will complain. Uh, people will whine. They will moan. And this goes back to something that Rob Manford, the commissioner of baseball, brought up in the offseason. Uh, Rob Manford, the, the, the Major League Baseball commissioner, you might remember this, right? You remember the story. He, he wants games to go no longer than 12 innings. He wants a cap on how long Major League Baseball games should go. And he this is a story back in February that Rob Manford was considering a rule to eliminate long games like the one that happened against the Cubs and Yankees at Wrigley Field, Chicago. And, in fact, it, it, the baseball world classic, the, the World Baseball Classic, which is a production of Major League Baseball, they experimented with ways to you know, starting runners at second base and all these fugazi rules to change extra inning games. And the question is going to be talked about a lot over the next 24 hours as people, the guardians of baseball, everyone's got an opinion on this, on what to do because you can't have the Cubs and Yankees play an 18-inning game and you know, have a game end after one in the morning Chicago time and then have the, the Cubs have to go to Colorado and play a Monday night game at Coors Field, and the Yankees have to go to Cincinnati, God forbid. Uh, now, I wouldn't change. I wouldn't make any changes. I know that changes are going to happen, uh, but the reason I wouldn't make any changes is that these are unique situations. I don't think you change the rules because of unique situations, number one. I, uh, this is the rare time it happens a couple times over the course of a baseball season it is not the worst thing in the world uh, it, it does not cause it should not cause drastic change and the reason not to change it is not because I'm worried you know, or not because I'm worried about you know the health of baseball you know baseball says, oh we got to look out for baseball got to change this because young people aren't staying up to watch I'll tell you what old people aren't staying up to watch either but the reason is, you imagine if the, the Yankees or Cubs, it comes down to the the final day of the season. And it's possible. Right? We've seen this happen a lot over the years in baseball. Where it comes down to the final uh, final couple of games of the year. And let, let's say they ended up a game on a home run derby. Do you want to pennant one on a home run derby game played in early May? Is that what you want to decide? Maybe you do. Maybe that's what you want. Like, the home run derby thing I'm more open to than as opposed to just starting a runner at second base, which is what they experienced or experimented with uh, back in the, the World Baseball Classic. But uh, this idea that the players are so fatigued and they can't keep playing after a certain number of innings and the pitchers, you know, God forbid your pitching staff's destroyed and uh, the argument's going to be made now that the Cubs and Yankees both for the next three or four days are screwed because they've had to use all their pitchers. And the, the game's just gone on and on and on and on. But I wouldn't change it. And, again, I say I wouldn't change it, but I know there's going to be a groundswell of support in the next 24 hours. And it, it's going to come down to the commissioner of baseball and what he wants to do. He's got the ultimate power. And it's not going to happen now. It's going to happen in the offseason. But you got to think that this is going to be likely the last year with the current let's-just-keep-playing setup. 
in in baseball, and it it will continue the trend that we've seen in the NBA, where you are rewarded for manipulating the schedule. Of course, the difference in the NBA as opposed to Major League Baseball is the NBA teams have taken it upon themselves, LeBron James and company, they've made it socially acceptable in the NBA to pick and choose when you want to play. And they've determined they know when someone's going to get hurt. And they've jerry-rigged the schedule. And uh, LeBron James you know, sweeping in the NBA playoffs. Of course, if LeBron James had played in every game, I have a feeling he would have also swept Indiana and Toronto. Here's a news flash. I don't know if this has gotten out on the World Wide Web. Those teams aren't very good. Uh, and, I, and Cleveland wasn't very good at the end of the year. But in the postseason, when LeBron's playing in every game and focused and all that, locked in, shocking what happens. The difference in baseball here is that so far, maybe I'm wrong on this. I don't recall, and I like baseball. I watch a lot of baseball games. I don't recall baseball players picking days off. Maybe that goes on. Maybe that's going on right now. You know, your, your favorite outfielder decides, I've played too many games in a row. I need to have a day off. But typically, you know, the players get days off, but typically it's it's the manager that makes the decision. At least that's what we're led to believe. But the, if you enjoy long baseball games, you're what's the term, purist? If you're a purist, enjoy nights like Sunday night, Yankees and Cubs, 18 innings of baseball, because it is limited. This is not going to go on. They are gonna they're gonna cut back, put the kibosh on this going forward. It is the Ben Maller show on Fox. Now, meanwhile, I was planning on doing a full Maller monologue, the full Maller monologue treatment on the San Antonio Spurs and the Houston Rockets who had a another blowout. The, the second round of the NBA playoffs has been blowout city. In fact, we've had one game, one decided by less than double digits in this matchup in the second round, the semifinals of the NBA. The Houston Rockets gunning from the outside. The three-point basket is their friend. So the, the series is all even up at two apiece. A 21-point win for the Rockets over the Spurs. And the two games the Rockets have won, they have done it from three-point land. 22 three-pointers in game one. 19 three-pointers in the game on Sunday. And so where are we at? It's a best of three. And San Antonio... Sitting around, hanging around, looking around, saying, "Hey, uh, you know, hey, we we uh, we're feeling pretty good about this. We got the the two of the three games on our home court. The Rockets are the better team. The Rockets should win this series. And usually in the NBA, the better team does win the series. Uh, but the fact that the Rockets have only been able to win against San Antonio in this series by making a zillion three point shots, the word it is troubling. The word is troubling to describe where the the Rockets are, and uh, you've got to find other ways to win. You, can, yeah, it's great to make all those three-point shots, but if you're if you're needing 19 plus three-point shots to win playoff games, that is not going to happen more times than it is going to happen. You're going to lose the series if the only way, if you're the Rockets, you can beat the Spurs is to hit three-point shots. You don't have to be John Wooden to figure that out. You don't have to be a genius to understand. The the uh, the situation, but uh, James Harden, good, really good. Right? Twenty eight points, only took eighteen shots, and got to the foul line. Not that much. Not a typical Harden game, where Harden usually gets the line a zillion times. But they go back now to the Alamo, 
City and the Spurs simply stop the three-point shot. Make the Rockets beat you without – if I'm Popovich, I put everyone wrapped around the three-point line. I give them layups, essentially. I would give the Rockets – I know that seems ridiculous and unorthodox and all that. Just give the Rockets inside shots because if they do that, I don't know that they can beat the Spurs. It doesn't appear that way. It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie Garcia is right uh, over there as the Yankees and Cubs continue to play titillating baseball. I think there's about 6,000 people left at at Wrigley Field, give or take. I've counted everyone. They had the center field camera going, so roughly 6,000. Yeah, I, I I saw on the schedule, you know, earlier in the day, go on and see, you know, what's the lineup look like, and I see the Sunday night game. Okay, Yankees, Cubs, all right. Yeah. Uh, saw that they were playing, you know, later in the evening. All right. Uh, came, walked into the door here at the yeah. uh, studio, and I saw our friend Steve DeSager and a couple other guys gathered around a TV, and I'm like, what What are they watching? Yeah. That game's still going on? Good God. Yes. Yes, it's still You were not on. watching the game. I, I watched no, after the no, – once, no, no. once the Rockets separated from the Spurs, I flipped over and watched the Cubs-Yankees. So that's what I was – I was checking it out there. And you can blame Anthony Rizzo for getting hit by a pitch in the ninth inning. If Rizzo, How dare he? If Rizzo gets out of the way, the game would have ended three hours ago. At least three hours ago would have ended, right? So – but no. And a little, uh, a little extra baseball for those folks. Oh no, they're Eddie. They're going to be people running around. We got to put a stop to this. This is a crime against the humanity of baseball. Just, we just can't have, have eighteen games. Ties. We can Well, eventually, it might come to that. I just said home run derby. I don't like that either. I think that's stupid. The well, they. Derby. I mean, they're going to put guys at second base, right? No, 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 no. They're no, not going to do. I'd that? rather have a home run derby. At, yeah, at but least, somebody will get hurt. Or oh, something stop! And, no one's going to get hurt. Please. Somebody could get hurt at second base. They could get spiked. Who had the worst game? Uh, I want to look at the uh, – I always love when guys suck when they play 20. 0 for 8 or something Austin Romine, 0 for 7. I have no idea. He's a first baseman for the – Never heard of him. I think his dad played for the Red Sox back in the day, right? Austin Romine. Yes. You never heard of him? No. What was his dad's name? Uh, I don't know what his dad's name was. His last name was Romine. (laughs) I know that. Uh, Chase Headley was 0 for 7. For yeah, that's, that's a good night. That's solid, right? Yeah. That's a good effort. Right? You spend five hours playing baseball. Well, six hours playing line, baseball. Line drives right out of a couple. Oh, yeah. yeah. The best 0 for 7 I've ever seen. Great 0 for 7. Very impressive. What's the, uh, what's the longest, inning-wise, baseball game you've been to that you can think of? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, I think like 18 or 19 innings. It was in Anaheim. It was, was, that, an was that a night game? game? Uh, yeah, it was a night game. Mm. Actually. It was. I think it was a night. It, it ended a night game. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I only remember uh, complaining that I had to say. And, and then, and the funny thing is, I was supposed to get. I was in those days. I was like a radio stringer, so I had to get sound after the game. And, and you were were you one of those people that was just like, God, get this over with. Well, I want to go home. No, I mean, at that time, I still uh, had love for life and uh, <laughs> all that. And I thought, well, this is kind of cool. But then I got to the locker room, and the players were leaving as I was walking in. You know, they have, like, this 10-minute cooling-off period, and the players weren't even showering. They were just, like, they were leaving. I was like, well, wait a minute. i got to talk to someone. Nobody wanted to talk. They didn't Royals want to. having their problems oh, on that, the road. I'm you, Ben Malik. You don't need that. Royals are having their problems at home also. I was watching that game. They suck. That's a boring baseball team. What happened to the Royals, Eddie? They used to be good. 
The Royals can't score any runs. Ask, uh, ask Danny G. He was he wears the Royals uh, hat all the time. He he's follow, not wearing he it today them. though. He doesn't have the Royal cap on. Well, the Cubs, uh, the Cubs got runners. As runners we got, second we got base. action. Come on the now, Cubs, tie it up. The Cubs can come back. You want to see tie baseball? Absolutely. Then I'll have to redo my I gotta, hey, monologue. I got a beer for six more hours. Let's no, go. That, that Mallard monologue was packaged to be delivered in the morning, but I'll have to redo it. We'll have to do some post edits on the Mallard monologue, which will go out on the Twitter feed on FoxSportsRadio.com. Who's up for the Cubs right now, Eddie? Who's that? You have uh, no idea. I can't tell. You have no idea who's batting for the Cubs. You I know it's know. serious though, because Coop jumped up to his feet. Was he, he got have money act- on the game? Does he have action on it? Hope he had Hoops, the over. Hoop's an Angel fan. Didn't care about that. All right, we'll try to find. I, out I have no idea who's be. pitching either. Hendricks, just a purist that loves these eighteen inning games. Yeah. That's a lot. Hendricks is hitting. Hendricks. Yeah. Oh, that's a pitcher. Kyle Hendricks is. Isn't he I, I don't a, know. He's a pitcher. We put a pitcher up there. Yeah, yeah he's he's he struck out. Yankees win. Mario, ah! Mario Yankees Rivera win. Oh no. Ah! I don't know who that is. Yeah. John Sterling's too old to be up this late, too, right? I mean, it's, man, it's the voice of the Yankees. Maybe Bad like job. Francesa and doze off. He probably probably is, yes. All right, it is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. 877-99 on Fox. The uh, Yankees have beaten the Cubs in 18 innings. That breaking news here at Fox Sports Radio. We actually had a baseball game end during our show. And it was not a West Coast game. This, every once in a while, the A's will play a long game, or the Mariners, or the Dodgers. Or the Giants, the Padres, whatever. No, this was a Chicago game. Absolutely. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. We're going to call this one a defeatist attitude. We'll get to that, and we'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show has been called a show about nothing. However, Twitter is definitely something. Join the Charm Circle and follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can follow me, Eddie Garcia. I'm at Eddie on Fox. Go, King Eddie. It's good to be the king. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. In that Yankee-Cub game, which ended just a couple minutes ago, the Yankees and Cubs combined for 48 strikeouts. That is a new Major League record. Joe West was the umpire at Wrigley Field. uh, And Joe West is 64 years old. He has been a Major League Baseball umpire my entire life, Joe West has been an umpire in Major League Baseball, and uh, it's just insane. He he started as an umpire in the National League in 1976, and he's still umpiring in in 2016. Yeah, that seems like a good idea. Yeah, well, Country Joe or Cowboy Joe, whatever you want to call him, he's trending on Twitter because of the strike zone now. You, you saw, remember the movie? It's a million years ago. The Naked Gun. God, it's a classic, great right? Movie. Great yeah. movie. Do you remember the umpire in the Naked Gun, Leslie Nielsen? You remember the, the exaggerated strikeout calls and all that? Uh, well, Joe West it was the home plate umpire in this game that set the major league record for strikeouts, and Joe West had a bit part in the Naked Gun. Did hey, you- it's Enrico Palazzo. <laughs> Joe, I'm telling Joe West had a, a, a small cameo. In the Naked Gun, and uh, it's all connected. Some ca- some uh, way in the cosmos, all of this is connected. I don't quite know how, but some way it's all connected. So there are all kinds of records that were were set. If you're a record person, boy, you'll love this. Last time the Yankees won a game of 18 innings or longer uh, was on a Claudel Washington oh, walk off home run. Love those old names in 19. 1980. The names of my youth. Yes. They, they, they will not die. 
They are alive and well. Uh, all right. Anyway, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Now, the Toronto Raptors put up a decent fight against Cleveland. Without Kyle Lowry, the Raptors were able to at least make it a somewhat competitive game in the fourth quarter. And the only game in the second round of the NBA playoffs that has ended with a margin of less than double digits. Now, Cleveland did win the game, and the Cavaliers end up getting the sweep. And so they'll rest up now as the Celtics and Wizards trade haymakers. And then they'll have, they'll get ready for these the Eastern Conference Finals, which will be coming up sometime like two months from now. They'll play the Eastern Conference Finals. But uh, it was a comment that DeMar DeRozan made after after that game on Sunday where the Raptors lost by seven points, getting swept. It was a comment about the status of the Raptors and involving LeBron James. And rather than me give you the quote, it is the comment that DeMar DeRozan is being roasted for, and I think rightfully so, but I want you to hear it and then – Form your own opinion. Here's Rosen. Just imagine he's got his kid as a human shield on his lap as a prop, and then he's talking to a reporter. If we had LeBron on our team too, we would have. We went on. You know, we we could say that. We could say that all day, time, everything. But you know, we didn't. You know, it happened. You know, we got swept. And you know, it's going to be a one of them long summers for us. Yeah. Uh, Demar Derozan. We would have won if we had LeBron James. We would have won if we had LeBron James. Now, listen, have people said that on the radio? Have we said that, that whatever team LeBron James is on is going to win? Absolutely. But you're supposed to be a competitor. We can't stop. We're peasants on the radio. We have no control over this, right? We are mere country bumpkins. Bunch of hillbillies on the radio and sports media. When you play for a team, you actually have a say in this. You have an opportunity to stop all of this. And DeMar DeRozan had the ultimate defeatist attitude, which would be one thing if it was like the the fifth or sixth guy on the Toronto Raptors. Toronto's given DeMar DeRozan $145 million to be their franchise player. Their franchise player clearly thought that before the series, and his performance was very choppy in the Eastern Conference semifinals. And he, is, he deserves to be crushed for this. He absolutely deserves to be crushed for this. Uh, you know, and I, I've got somewhat mixed emotions because I like the fact that he was honest, but the fact that he was honest, and what that, that's the mindset that, that Toronto has, and I would imagine that many other teams have in the NBA, a defeatist approach when going against the opponent named LeBron James. If we had LeBron on our team, too, we would have won. Your job is to find out a way how to win without LeBron James. I don't think this was taken out of context at all. Some people are trying to defend DeMar DeRozan, usual jock sniffers that run around and say, no, 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 this is not what he meant to say. This is not what he meant to say. Come on. It's exactly what he meant to say. I'm not spinning. You heard the audio. I didn't spin it anywhere. It's not out of context. That's what he said. He's, he, uh, he believes, like everyone else apparently, that, uh, that why do they even play these games? Whatever team LeBron James is on, that's the team that's going to, to win. A fresh approach by DeMar DeRozan of the Toronto Raptors. Ay, 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 ay. All right, that's the Ben Maller Show on Fox, 877-996-6369. 
We're also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller, and you can be part of the festivities. I mean, am I being too ridiculous with this uh, Rose, the Rosen thing? I don't believe I am. I, I like to think that you, you, the, the big upset, the big stunner when no one thinks that you can win, that's one of the great things about sports. But to have the attitudes like, well, well, if we only had LeBron, we would have. LeBron's never going to play in Toronto. So that's not going to happen. Forget about that. That is no way. Not going to happen. But, jeez. Occasionally, if Toronto played some defense also, that might help. I might, might want to occasionally put a body in front of some of those players on Cleveland. But I'll digress. All right. 877-99 on Fox. Always on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller if you want to be part of the festivities. A spinal cord leak. We get to that in 60 seconds. No long commercial break because that's compelling sports talk radio conversation. But first, let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com and get a free rate quote. And now, here's Ben Maller. Just one NBA playoff game on a Monday night. It is in Salt Lake City. The Golden State Warriors attempting to close out the Utah Jazz to put the uh, Utah players out of their misery and send them on vacation. The Warriors are an eight-point favorite in that game, and they will again be without coach Steve Kerr and likely not to return to the Warriors. A lot of speculation and chatter that Steve Kerr will never coach the Golden State Warriors again. Mike Brown is in there for now. Steve Kerr, we learned over the weekend, underwent a procedure to address a spinal cord leak. And they, uh, they, there are different specula- speculation uh, reports out there, speculative reports, excuse me, uh, that are saying that Steve Kerr, well, he might be back later in the postseason. He, he could come back. Uh, no, uh, not going to happen. Uh, because here's the thing, he's had multiple procedures on his back, and at least this time they're not saying it's a success. It's a success when he comes back and actually coaches and is able to handle the travel schedule in the NBA because that's really the hardest part, right, is getting in and off of planes and all that. That's that's what messes up. And the, and the different beds in the hotels, even though they stay at five-star hotels traveling around in the NBA, but... The idea that Kerr's going to come back, I just don't buy it. I believe that he's going to come back for the NBA Finals and he'll wander the sidelines as, as some kind of heroic figure to inspire the Golden State Warriors to victory. find that unlikely. He, I mean, he's still out indefinitely. So, but anyway, so the, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. The tweets keep coming in. At Ben Maller. At Ben Maller. Attila says... Adam Silver ought to find DeMar DeRozan for tampering. It's from Attila, the truck driver. Mr. Nice Guy checks in and says, DeMar DeRozan's take about LeBron James is almost as hot as your, if all their superstars get hurt, they will lose. Well, Mr. Nice Guy, that's actually not exactly what I have said. I have worked in food poisoning. I have worked in suspension. Uh, In fact, I still maintain that Golden State, a ticking time bomb, Draymond Green on uh, the game over the weekend looked like he wanted to kick some guy in the nuts. 
So he's uh, he's one kick in the nuts away from a suspension. <laughs> you take him out, and we know how brittle many of the Warrior players have been. With I'm a delicate little flower. Steph Curry, and there's always a wet spot somewhere in an NBA arena. These ball boys and ball girls are, are never that far away from the old slipperoo on a wet spot, you know, because they, they don't clean up and the players will slip and then it's a, it's a problem. Kevin Durant's got some knee issues. So these are all, all statements of fact. Just I'm a like, delicate little flower. Just uh, like if you had said that Blake Griffin and, and Chris Paul could get hurt, those would have also been statements of fact. The same thing applies for the Golden State Warriors. Absolutely. These are players that have a, a high, high uh, threshold of being injured. Meaning they the threshold is low and they get hurt a lot. That's what I meant to say. All right. Anyway, so the Ben Maller show on Fox. Uh, Some of you had a good point also about we were the Cubs and Yankees played an 18 inning game at Wrigley Field, and uh, the absurdity of Major League Baseball because there's going to be a huge overreaction to this in the coming days, uh, and, and people are going to be like, "Oh, they can't have games go this long." And Rob Manfred's got to step in. They got to change the rules. Scott brings up a funny point. He says, when will Rob Manford and Joe Torrey decide that they need to eliminate the home run trot from baseball? And this is actually a great question because if a game has, let's say, four or five home runs, it's one of those hot July or August days, and there's a lot of home runs. Let's say there's, there's like five home runs in a random game between the Minnesota Twins and the Houston Astros. And let's also say, for the purposes of this conversation, that each one of those home run trots is like 35 seconds, right? 35 seconds. And it adds up. You're talking about minutes at the end of a game. It says Rob Manfred's so paranoid about every second in a Major League Baseball game. Why not put a clock up and, and make it like an Olympic sprint around the bases? Like your Usain Bolt when you hit a home run, you have to run full speed Around the bases. And how about this? If you take too long, you got to go to third base. It's no longer a home run. You penalize the player that takes too long. You take the home run away, make it a triple, which is ironic because that same ball player would be would be uh, actually rewarded for a triple. And you have the home run taken away, but you, you spend all your time lollygagging uh, around the bases. Now, Frank in L.A. says Rob Manford should consider a hot dog eating contest between the two teams, the, the cleanup hitters to decide the winner in extra innings. Well, that is that is a dangerous sport. There have been people, and you know this, Frank, but there have been people that have died in these hot dog eating contests. It's very tragic. But it, that's a, the more people have died in eating stunts than have died playing baseball, that is a fact. That is not some wild opinion. That is a, that is a fact. Uh, let's go to Judgmental John who's in the Motor City, and he's on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Judgmental John. Hey, 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 what's up, Ben? Uh, thanks for taking my call. Always good to listen to you. Now, I don't chime in a lot because, you know, you and probably some of the listeners think I just say the same stuff over and over and over again. But, you know, I'm just not compelled to say much. I mean, you know, you, you guys who are customers of professional sports, you were talking earlier about, you know, this, uh, what's his name, the Rosen guy from Toronto. You know, complaining because, you know, uh, LeBron's not on his team. Don't you think all of them think like that? All they want to do is collect their paychecks and go through the motions? And as customers, you guys should expect more. 
<laughs> I mean, really. Well, you would like to think that that mindset is not in the NBA. I, that that is a a problem, and maybe it is. You know, but I, I'm not going to go down millennial highway. I'm not going to go there because I I'd like to give millennials enough credit to think that they don't all have a loser's attitude. Maybe they I'm do. maybe I'm wrong. I like to give people the benefit of the doubt, but I've heard a lot Why? of people pointing the finger at the Martin Rose. <laughs> well, occasionally I like to give the benefit of the doubt, but if if this is the mindset, everyone's the village idiot here. When it comes to, oh, we can't win, they got LeBron. you imagine oh. going into a sporting event, we can't win because the other team's got a better player? Oh, it, it, exactly. And they, they don't care because all they want to do is go spend their money and time is over so they can do whatever. And then, see, the beauty is the idiots who are the customers, they'll continue going, you know, watching it on TV, you know, being their boyfriends and wearing their jerseys and thinking that these guys are great. And and the funny thing is that keep going. You know, no matter who plays, you know, during the regular season, if they say, hey, the whole team's got, you know, hangnails, they can't play today, the people will still sit there. They'll sit there in the stands and watch somebody else play on the TV. That's how idiotic these people are. But then when you get keep getting fed this kind of stuff and you're not rebelling, they say, well, hey, they love it. Well, I'll bet, I'll bet you, Judgmental John, that uh, DeMar DeRozan, here's a little prediction. In the next 24 hours, he will tweet out a comment walking back what he said. How about that? He will walk back what he said. He he will you know make some apology that he you know he was aware of what happened and he he was taken out of context or he didn't mean what he said. I'll bet you he he walks it back. How about that? Oh, I'll bet you. Uh, of course, just like uh, earlier today, one of your guys, Mike Hill, was on. He's talking about you know how easy it was for him when he was working for the other people. He said something bad on Twitter. He said, "Well, hey, hey my my account was hacked." So I, I just think that sooner or later. All these idiots who are the customers will get enough of it. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not even one of those idiots who likes wrestling, but wrestling treats people like they're more intelligent than NBA does. <laughs> oh, that's that's a low blow. See, that's a low blow. <laughs> you, of course, who continue to sport college athletics and the yeah. nonsense that goes on. You you know you sound irrational when you pick and you poke at the NBA and the NFL and Major League Baseball, but yet you overlook. The senselessness of college athletics. You you are totally fine with the dysfunction in college athletics with, with Nick Saban making $11 million a year, which is great for Nick Saban. I'm saying Nick Saban should make $11 million a year, but the setup's absurd. The setup is absolutely absurd. It is absolutely absurd. It's completely unbalanced is what it is. And for you not to see that, you're wacky. You are wacky in this respect. But see, I'm looking at it from a different perspective. See, it's the wrong, you know, they no. have the you're, wrong You're emotional. You are emotional, right? You you love rah-rah oh, rah, Michigan, and you yes, are I, able I to— I care about my alma you, mater, you and are, I care about— Yeah, exactly. You're willing to overlook things where if this was a, a different situation in, in professional sports like this, you would kill them, but in college you're like, ah, I can understand. No, but but see, then the reason that I overlook it is that they come in with the wrong expectation. See, the young men should not expect to make money. It doesn't matter how <laughs> no, you should. No, 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 no. Listen. No, they, they no, 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 and you know that Michigan's going to play eight, nine, ten games on national television. They've got a machine there, and you're part of that machine. And you think that it's perfectly acceptable? It's like to not expect 
to get well, anything? Exactly, because you know oh, why? My. See, I'm, I'm old school, Ben. See, because their, their names yes, and like... who they are, it doesn't matter. People uh, will line up. No, no, no. That's not – you're wrong. I'll tell you why you're wrong. First of all, it matters to Jim Harbaugh, and it matters to Urban Meyer at Ohio State, and it – it matters to Nick Saban on Al- at Alabama who the players' names are. Otherwise, why would they waste all this money well, sending out recruiting and flying all over the country well, and, and trying to get a wide base of recruits from all over the country? Because it does matter. That's well, why no, it matters. I said, I said it should not matter. See, it matters oh, because you got guys like Urban and these other guys paying guys to come to their school, inviting 200 guys, telling them they got a scholarship, and then by the end of the summer telling them, like, hey, only 50 guys got a scholarship. So, see, my thing is – that's like, you know, and I don't condone what Jim Harbaugh is doing. I think courting these little kids in high school is garbage. If they don't beg to come to Michigan, they don't belong there. Yes. No, I'm just, yeah, no, well, no one will go then because the top, the top, you know how this, we're beating a dead horse here. I don't want to beat a dead no, horse I, anymore. I, I, I got I, my I bat. We, well, please, the horse is already dead here. Ruff, they're, ruff, the, the glue's ruff. right over there. They're, gonna, they're ready to make it into glue. So, all right, I, I got to go. Thank you, John. All right, there you go. Judgmental John. I've had that same argument for 15 years with Judgmental John. We have gone back and forth, and it's uh, you know, we're flogging is what we're doing. Flogging an animal, a dead animal. Oh, there's no question. Clearly, yes. All right, time now for the Who Am I game. This is where we pretend to be somebody else, and you have to figure out who it is. And we also have the MLB Pick'em. That's coming up in a couple minutes. But here's the Who Am I game. I played for three different NFL teams during my Hall of Fame career. I won a bunch of Super Bowls. I led the NFL in interceptions twice, and I would listen to Michael Jackson's Man in the Mirror to get me pumped up before games. Who am I? The answer next. Known as the most unique show on sports radio, the Ben Maller Show Facebook page is a must-visit destination on the social network. Like our page at facebook.com slash Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. Well, the MLB Pick'em for the first time. It's the new week. We start fresh this week. Well, the MLB Pick'em coming up in a couple minutes. And also have the answer to the Who Am I game as well. A lot of reaction to Judgmental John who calls up with pretty much the same rant every time, and people continue to react to it, so it still has some some wow factor to it. Jonathan says, Judgmental John has the same call every single time, despite him saying otherwise. Oswald says, I'm still waiting for years, uh, for years now for Judgmental John to break down college football, the sport he supposedly loves. Now, to be fair, Oswald, it's very difficult for Judgmental John to break down a college football game right now. There are none. Uh, Mr. Nice Guy says, tell Judgmental John people can watch sports without giving the slimy league and greedy owners a dime. They get zilch from me. Well, that's only true, Mr. Nice Guy, if you use Russian websites that hack in to the broadcasts of professional sporting events. Otherwise, if you pay for cable or satellite, you are feeding the beast, the bureaucracy of sports and all that. Boston Dave says, I'd rather watch... A Benny and the Weed Man episode. Then listen to Judgmental John. All right, the Who Am I game. I played for three NFL teams during my Hall of Fame career, won four Super Bowls, led the NFL in interceptions, twice would listen to Michael Jackson's Man in the Mirror to get pumped up before a game. Who am I? KC's going with Ty Law. Merton Hanks, guessed by Big Boy. Uh, Who else? Charles Woodson from Jay. 
Jim Bob Cooter from Jonathan in Philadelphia. Eddie, do you have an answer, Eddie? I do have an answer for you. Right. I'm going with Leon Dreisaitl of the Edmonton Oilers. Had a hat All trick right, for the Oilers. Correct. 7-1 win over the Ducks. It's not Mark Sanchez, which is what our buddy Ivinson said. No, it is Ronnie Lott, the Hall of Famer, 49ers, Raiders, and Jets. He liked Man in the Mirror. That's He said he listened to that to get pumped up. Let's get to it. Here we go. It's the MLB Peckham. We're short on time, Coop. Who's going first? First, first, first. Uh, correctly picking the winner of the Hurry Kentucky up. Derby. That would be me, yeah, Justin yeah. Cooper. All right, who cares? All right, go ahead. And with the first pick. The horse didn't even know he won. All rise. <laughs> I'll go with Aaron Judge. Uh, that's pathetic. Uh, I'll go Nolan Arenado. Uh, Danny G, hurry up. Marcelo Zuna. All right, he's off the board. Eddie. Uh, let's go with uh, Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper. And one more. Ryan Zimmerman. This always sounds so into this. Danny. I don't even know if they're playing. Jason Worth. All right, I'll go with Matt Carpenter. Coop, back to back. Charlie Blackman yeah. and Albert Pujols. Adam Duvall for me. Danny G. Cody Bellinger. Last pick, Eddie. Paul Goldschmidt. Uh. Are you? I don't. You didn't do this right. I don't think. Probably not. Yeah, probably not. I don't think a job by you. Like shredding cheese, the Cleveland Cavaliers making short work of the Toronto Raptors, and a star NBA player claiming the age-old defense of the modern era. We'll get to that also. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast. Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And thank you for spending some time with us. I know there's many, many options out there and continuing to support the live show on the radio and the podcast, the rebroadcast, if you will, of the radio show, which is available on iTunes and all, all the different platforms. And remember, five stars. Five stars is number what we one. Exactly. Keep those numbers up. It annoys our bosses, and there's nothing I like more than confused management. I love that. They can't seem to figure it out. They have no idea. They don't get the show. They don't understand. Uh, but one thing I want to get to, I want to, there's a couple things I want to rant about, but I want to start with the Cleveland Cavaliers who completed the sweep of the Toronto Raptors in a matinee game. Well, for me, it was a matinee game. For you, it might have been a late afternoon game in Canada, LeBron James, 35 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists, and as we say, a partridge in a pear tree as the Cavaliers, the defending champions of the NBA, now will sit back and wait after the sweep. They get the closeout game win. Kyrie Irving came in big late. Uh, he had 11 points in the fourth quarter. Toronto actually punched back shorthanded. They didn't just roll over and play dead, although we found out after the game that they had a defeatist attitude, at least their star player, DeMar DeRozan did, but the Cavaliers win, and now they will await either the Washington Wizards or the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. And there's, we know there's nothing that LeBron James and company love more than to rest. Uh, they, uh, they do not like to, the fatigue. Do not like it. No, 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 no. So there's been a lot of talk since the series ended, the hours since the Cleveland Cavaliers got the sweep, and they're now 8-0 in the playoffs, and some people even going back to last year and pointing out since the Cavaliers were on the brink of elimination against Golden State that LeBron's 11-0 in the postseason since that point. I don't really include that. 
I don't. Uh, I think this is a, each year is its own entity. So I don't think you combine these things, but many people are choosing to do that. But either way, listen, the, the, the Cavaliers have won eight games in a row. So let's just focus on that. So the core question here for this particular issue is how much credit should the Cavaliers get and how impressed are you with the Cavaliers winning? Well, listen, the Cavaliers are doing what they're supposed to do, but I'm not overly impressed, and neither should you be overly impressed. And I'll tell you why. There's two reasons for this. Number one, this is junior varsity competition. LeBron James has made his entire career a big part of it on being in his happy place in the Eastern Conference. There are better teams. There are tougher opponents in the Western Conference. There's more depth of quality in the Western Conference. And LeBron James, to his credit, right, he's been able to manipulate this, something he likes to do, and it's a word we like to use, manipulate. But LeBron James has spent his entire career either in Cleveland or Miami and then back to Cleveland, but he's had the comforts, the creature comforts, of knowing that the better teams, the more dominant teams, are in the Western Conference. So to get to the NBA Finals, being that LeBron James is one of the elite players, I'm not saying he's not, obviously he is clearly one of the all-time greats, but he's gone against softer competition. And it is very weak in the Eastern Conference. You look at the Indiana Pacers, who made a bunch of shots, had a big lead in that one of the games in Indiana. I remember making shots all over the place in the first half. Completely fell off the table. Uh, Toronto, neither one of these teams complete teams. They're inferior teams. You had Paul George calling out his teammates, which we loved in the first round. In in the second round, you had DeMar DeRozan admitting after the series that, well, if we had LeBron, we would have won too. <laughs> it's like, like a call into a sports radio show, and he happens to be playing for the Toronto Raptors. Now, the second part of this, this, you should not be rewarded for being lazy. And the Cleveland Cavaliers, because they play in the Eastern Conference, and they have a very smooth surface to travel down. Because of this, the Cavaliers are, in many respects, being celebrated falsely, and they're being rewarded for what they did in the regular season, which is jerry-rigged the schedule, which I think we'd all agree is bad for the health of basketball. Now, there's some jock sniffers and bootlickers of LeBron James who will disagree with this, but if if fans matter, and maybe they don't. Maybe we're at the point now where it doesn't matter whether we buy tickets or not. It is irrelevant. And, and if that's the case, then this conversation is irrelevant. But if you're selling tickets and marketing the fact, come see the Memphis Grizzlies take on LeBron James or come see the Clippers play LeBron James, and LeBron James is healthy enough to play and chooses not to play, well, it's dishonest is what it is, and it's not good for the NBA, but that's that's assuming that they care about the fan. And I don't know, and you don't know if they do anymore. Maybe they don't. Maybe at the point now where they think they're invincible and it all doesn't matter, and as long as it's a television show. It's like, it's like does it matter if you, if you go see a TV show, and if you come to L.A. and see a TV show being taped, does it matter whether there's 100 people in the crowd or 300 or 400 people in the crowd? The show's still going to go on show will be broadcast. They'll just pump in some artificial crowd noise, and they'll be good, right? You're fine with that. We're all good, yes? So is that where we are with the NBA now, where it's no different than television taping in Hollywood, where they give out a bunch of free tickets in Venice Beach and different locations around L.A., and if people show up, that's great. If they don't show up, well, the show's still going to go on. They'll just they'll figure out a way in post-production 
they'll add in some some crowd noise. Here's Ty Lue, the coach of the Cavaliers, and a hand puppet for LeBron James. Here's Coach Lou in theory, uh, commenting about, uh, well, he's pretty much just going to ball wash LeBron. That's what he's going to do, right? Yes? You know, we're just riding him right now. And, um, you know, the way he's been playing is, is phenomenal. You know, he's carrying his team, and, you know, everyone's chipping in, trying to help him as much as possible. Wow. All right. Uh, it's uh, the Ben Maller Show. I love our balls. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, <laughs> just in case you were wondering, I had no idea that was going to be the way that he started that soundbite. No. You know, we're just riding him right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you are. Well, that's a drop. <laughs> All right, here's more from LeBron James, and you'll hear. <laughs> yes, that's, that's right. Well, clearly the Cavaliers were, they were terrible to close the regular season. They didn't seem interested. The effort was not there. They played a lackadaisical uh, basketball. They were sandbagging. We we thought at the time they were sandbagging. Clearly they are sandbagging. But here's uh, LeBron James. Uh, you'll hear the question and the answer on why it's so different now. Are you a different team than you were a month ago? Yeah, we're healthy. We got more practice time during the playoffs than, than we got in the whole month of March because of injuries and because we was on the road so much. So it's benefited our team a lot. Yes, the, the road, they went from Siberia to... <laughs> to the North Pole, and it was very cold. And they, they had to camp outside. They didn't have a tent. They just had a sleeping bag, and it was uh, ridiculous. Uh, you know, we're just riding them right now. That's right, yes, clearly. Like riding I like my meat season. Riding a horse is what it's, it's like. Uh, here's more from LeBron. Is it going to be the Celtics, LeBron, or is it going to be the Wizards? Who would you rather play? Be honest. Don't lie to me. Give me an answer. That doesn't matter to me. What? I'm excited about us. It's an opportunity to represent our franchise, represent us in the Eastern Conference Finals to go play for the big one. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't matter. In other words, these teams both suck, and we know it. You know it. We, you know. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Now, I wanted to move over and pivot here because my guy, Christoph Porzingis, this is great. This is a wonderful story. Uh, Porzingis was in full damage control over the weekend, and if you weren't paying attention, maybe you missed this. Perhaps you were out having a life on the weekends or you were just busy with other stuff. But the New York Nick Forward published a tweet on Saturday evening that read, L.A. Clippers with three smiley face emojis. What's wrong with your Clippers? Apparently nothing. Uh, the, the tweet was quickly deleted, almost immediately, in fact, after it was published. Porzingis um, then circled the wagons and claimed that his account was hacked. He said that he was the victim of a hacking. And I wanted to talk to you about this because Porzingis is saying that he he has alerted Twitter security and that they are looking into the incident. And then in another statement, Kristaps claimed that he would never tweet something like that sending out a picture of his recently used emojis as evidence to prove that this was the case. Brzingis says he doesn't even use that emoji, the smiley face that was sent out. So the question on this one is very simple. Do you believe Kristaps Porzingis when he says he was hacked? And this is like an IQ test. This is like the Wonderlick test that the NFL gives out. Because if you believe Kristaps Porzingis, you are a jock sniffer or you are a country bumpkin, or both, 
All right. Absolutely not. I don't believe this guy. Uh, now, let me walk you through this. I'll tell you why I say that. Now, first of all, you would have to be really gullible to believe his version of the story. 99.9% of the time when a public figure says, hey, I was hacked, they're lying. Right? It's no it's no water off their back. Right? It's, it's like, you know, it's the go-to excuse. You know, it's, it, people buy it. A lot of people will believe it. You're sloppy on social media, and so you say, hey, I got hacked. Now, I realize that I have the gift of doubt, and a lot of people don't. A lot of people just want to believe other people. There's a lot of suckers that will buy this story. But if you use common sense and look at this objective, if you hacked an NBA player's Twitter feed, would you send something better than that? Yeah, probably so, right? I would think you would send something out a little better than that. And also, if you were hacking a public figure, why would you almost immediately delete the tweet? It makes no sense. Right? If, you're, if you're, you're trying to get your jollies off by sending a tweet out from someone's account, wouldn't you leave it out there? And secondly, it is more likely than not that Kristaps Porzingis was, uh, what's the term here, uh, doing a little scouting of his own for the ladies? It's the working theory that we're going with, that he's making the rounds there, and he thought that he was sending a direct message, and he accidentally sent it out to 200,000 somewhat real people. There's probably a lot of bots in there instead. So why do I say that? The fact that the tweet was deleted so fast. Uh, now, I have sent tweets out that were not quite ready to publish. I've hit the wrong button. I've sent them out. And I immediately delete them, right? And immediately delete them. And that's what happened here. He, he sent out something that wasn't supposed to be sent out. It wasn't supposed to be sent out to the masses. And those are the actions of someone that made a mistake, not a hacker. And then he attempted to cover the tracks by using the frequently used emoji tweet. And there are whispers that are, are out there making the rounds that he was in contact with an Instagram booty model who uh, happened to be on Twitter as well, Porzingis. Giggity, 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 giggity. In fact, the theory is, and I tend to believe it, uh, several people have passed this on, that Porzingis is attempting to date an Internet booty model based in Los Angeles, and she's also on Twitter. And, boys, you should look her up because she is uh, she's not bad. Abigail Ratchford, you ever heard of her? Look her up there. That's uh, Coop's doing some due diligence right now. He's doing a little research on that. Abigail Ratchford is her name. And so yeah. the theory is that Przingis was trying to appease this young lady like, hey, don't worry, uh, you know, maybe I'll get traded to the Clippers. Hell yeah. And then I'll be near you, smiley face, all the time. All right. Now, final word. I will give Porzingis a, like a nine for effort, right, for trying to spin this as a hacking story. But come on. I'm pretty sure the Russians and the the North Koreans are not going to hack Kristaps Porzingis' A Twitter account, and he just he made a mistake. He was a little sloppy on that. It's a bad job by him. Now, Coop, you've looked this up, right? You've looked up the uh, young lady there, Abigail uh, Ratchford. Yes, Ben, this girl has some massive talent. Yeah, she's a first-round draft pick, I would say. Potential number one overall pick, yeah, right? She's got she's got a high backside. Is what she's got. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie Garcia. 
is here. You buying Porzingis? She's got a really good front court, too, by the way. <laughs> yes, she's uh, she's very gifted. She can pretty much do anything she wants out there. i tell you what, she's she's an all-around uh, five-tool player, Eddie. That's what she is, absolutely. I bet she has no problem scoring in the post. No, or anywhere else, for that matter, by the way. She uh, definitely can uh, can get it done. So. Well, good for Porzingis, then. And I welcome him. I know he clearly wants to date this booty. But well, there are no booty models in New York. He's got to find one in L.A. What's up with that, man? I'll consider welcoming him to the Clippers. If I don't know if the Bomber wants him, but it's nice to know that these guys want to play for the Clippers. It's an honor. 877-99 on Fox if you'd like to take part. 877-996-6369. We're also on Twitter at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. You can be part of the festivities. We'll call this one Sisters. That's right. You heard me. Sisters. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. It's been said the Ben Maller Show is the best-kept secret in sports radio. You can help change that. Word-of-mouth advertising is the best advertising. Post about the show on social media and help keep the show growing. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. We'll have Mallard of the Third Degree coming up in a couple minutes. We have that. We are on Twitter at Ben Mallard. If you'd like to be part of the festivities, you can join the fun on there. And to the phones we go, we'll say hello to Frank, who's in Iowa on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Frank. Ben Mallard, how are you doing? Frank, if I was any better, I'd be a Raptor, but not a Toronto Raptor because they're out of the NBA playoffs right now. They got swept. They're done. That's it. Yeah. Stick a fork in them. They, they, they let LeBron James, Carl Corver, and then and the other guy take advantage of them. They, they were they were them. roasted, Frank, Canadian yeah. style. They were oh. roasted. I know. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. All, all right. I like that you agree with me, Frank. I enjoy that. It's good. I always like when the callers agree with everything I say. Oh. No, don't put the booze. I like that. <laughs> It's they did. They did get overpowered, that's for sure. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. All right, well, you didn't call about that. Oh, you oh, were oh, going to oh. dazzle us about something else, Frank. You had a brilliant point you wanted to make before your phone yeah. dies in the cornfield in Iowa. Please tell us. <laughs> There's a lot of them around here. Uh, I want to know, what do you think of what, what the Vikings did in the 2017 NFL draft? I think they did pretty good, from yeah. what I checked. Well, how, well, well here, I'll give you my, my brilliant draft analysis. Some of the players the Vikings draft will be good. Some will be out of the NFL within two years. How about that? You know, the couple Is that of my brilliant? figures going to be out. Yeah, a couple of my figures going to be out because they weren't yeah. that good. And, fr- and Frank, that, that'll be my draft analysis next year and the year after and the year after and the year after and the year after. It's the same. It's a renewable situation Frank, uh, Dalvin Cook, uh, I know a lot of Viking fans are very excited about Dalvin Cook, and they believe this guy will be great and wonderful and all that, and maybe he will be. Maybe he yeah. will be, but I've seen plenty of running backs come into the NFL and do a face plant. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I'm skeptical of all these players until they actually prove themselves You know, right. in real absolutely. games, in real competition. Absolutely, absolutely, because yeah. they're gonna have to do something for the absence of now that Adrian Peterson's gone. They got that one. Uh, uh, Peterson, one Peterson, Peterson did nothing last year, so it's no. Not, he did. He did. He did. He's been hurt his most career, most of his career because defense has been zoomed in on him ever since he's been in the NFL after his rookie year. 
Well, he wasn't hurt most of his career, but the last couple of years, Peterson either. Yeah, and I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He keeps yeah. getting that well, look, chastising he, incident. I'll make I'll make a guarantee right now. No one else in radio is doing this. No one else in radio is going to do what I'm about to do here. Okay. I, I will guarantee you that Cook has more rushing yards than Peterson did last year. How about that? I would agree. Yeah. He had 72 yards last year. If Dalvin Cook doesn't have 72 yards rushing, then yeah. uh, you got to leave the NFL and just quit and do something else. How about that? All right. All right. Thank you, Frank. Hi. I like the Saints. <laughs> All right. So the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Now let's go back to Washington, D.C. Do we have the audio on this? I hope we do. Uh, the uh, the tease, of course, was sisters, and it involves John Wall and Bradley Beal, a couple of Washington Wizards players. The Wizards with a 26 nothing run in the third quarter. That's not a run. That is a domination situation. And so the Washington Wizards, after the game, discussing the uh, – the, the basketball, when shots don't go in. Now, Bradley Beal shot the ball very well. John Wall actually did not shoot the ball all that well, although it certainly seemed like he did. Everything's uh, wonderful when you go on a 26 nothing run. But listen here as the back and forth between Wall and Bradley Beal. I've never heard missed shots described like women, but now I have. For him, a miss is like a lady. Do you have any kind of like mantra or motto that you use as your mentality? When you're in a slump, to kind of not worry about it. She just ain't acting right. Say, <laughs> she just ain't acting right. <laughs> so be. Sometimes she don't go. Sometimes she don't fall through that basket. Man. Sometimes she's stubborn. You gotta forget about it. It's like having a sister. They're gonna be stubborn from time to time. Now that, Sexist. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's. Is that sexist? I don't know. Are they going to get in trouble for that? Is, it, is that some kind of violation of uh, of the code there? So John Wall and Bradley. I never. Ha- I didn't have a sister growing up, so I don't know. Does Danny G? You got a sister? You? Uh, uh, I do, Big Ben. I have two younger sisters. Would you compare missed shots to sisters? Do you think that's a uh, fair no. comparison? That's an accurate <laughs> comparison. No. No. Yeah. Coop, you got a you got a sister, right? You got the. I have three sisters. Yeah. You like that analogy? You're you're you've been on John Wall's jock before anybody. Yeah. Now, yeah, see, yeah. that's what I don't. Man, Ben, I huh? I don't know. Are, are you? Is there an angle that you're going out here with this? No, with I'm just I'm just asking. I don't know. I, it seemed it seemed unique. It was odd. I I, got I my agree attention. with you that it's odd, and I'm a huge John Wall fan, yeah. but I don't know. I find it a little. Are you dis- offended? I, I find it a little distasteful. I, oh. I almost feel like it's like, why do you, why do you happen to bring up? It being like having a sister yeah. when he's playing somebody who just lost his sister. Oh, see, I didn't even know. I wasn't even thinking about that. Uh, wow. I, I, I don't know. It oh, seems kind of messed up to me. You think John Wall was there? Well, maybe. Hey, it's possible. Try Mental warfare. Mental warfare by John Wall trying to get in the head of Isaiah Thomas before the next game in Boston. Look at that, Coop. I didn't even think about that. Angle. No idea. Does John Wall have a sister? Does he? Who knows? No idea. I don't know his family tree. I have no idea about that, but I, I'll assume that he does. Uh, I'll assume that he does. Right, that's uh, the Ben Maller Show on Fox, and I'll, I'm sure someone will complain. There's enough people on uh, the World Wide Web that someone will feel that they were so offended by that that they must uh, condemn and point the finger and mock 
and attack uh, John Wall. He does have a sister, so at least okay. there's that. If, if he didn't have a sister, then that it would, would be, be pretty bad. That would be pretty bad. Irresponsible. Wouldn't be the, the word. All right, we will get to Mallard of the third degree. We'll get to that coming up in 60 seconds. No long commercial break, but first, let's find out what's trending. The Ben Mallard Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com and get a free rate quote. And now back to Ben Maller. Maller to the third degree coming up in moments. Back to the phones we go, though, and our old friend Jed, who fled, is on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Jed. What's going on, Big Ben? Firstly, I had a podcast filled week last week, but Ben, it is nothing like the live. Doing it live with the Ben Maller Show, Big Ben. It's about it's an honor to be back with you. Uh, how was the uh, the week last week? Uh, uh, fantastic. Well, it was amazing, uh, stimulating radio. It was very controversial radio. It was in-your-face radio, and it was no, no, Jed. Who, why, were you working during the day last week, Jed? What happened? Um, I was um, doing part of a, like a, like a study. FSUPC was holding a study, yeah. and they randomly called me, and I, I acted like I was going to take it seriously, but I took their money, and I messed their study all up. Oh, you did. Uh, all right. The liberals. <laughs> well, I, way, way to play. I, I'm you, sorry, you, I'm you sorry. Took... Everybody's getting offended. You know, you can't use any words today. Ben, eventually we'll just grunt because uh, every word will be offensive, don't you think? We are headed that direction. There's someone that is offended by by everything. That, that is accurate. Now, how much did you get for this study, uh, Jed? I, I got $100 a day, Ben, and um, oh. not bad. Covered gas, covered my uh, recreational, uh, you know, pharmaceutical costs and uh you know yeah. i was able to to donate just a couple homeless speaking of that pen how about the local flavor helmet man that bus stop on ventura ben before the studios they call me elmer fudd <laughs> i love that guy that guy's awesome dude well helmet I'm man right. he, he said he was coming by last week but he never showed up we didn't see helmet man so he said he was well, going to stop by and yeah, there, there would have been great there would have been great anarchy if he'd shown up there would have been a crowd of people that wanted to see him and and all that. Like, but, I'm but, uh, right up there with Austin Powers as an international man of mystery. Like, Helmet Man is a is a legend. Like, he deserves a statue. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm sure he'll get one. Well, everyone. Anybody. Well, if he played for the Lakers, he would get a statue because everyone that plays for the Lakers gets a statue. I'm actually on the live air. Yeah, exactly. Before I get out of here, Ben, I, the, your faith in the millennials. As a millennial, I'm glad you have the faith. However, it is solely sorely misplaced. We're a <laughs> terrible generation, and uh, we're going to ruin America. No, so, uh, no, ben, no, You're going to no, keep no. us afloat. Much more fun to take care. All right, no. the millennials will come around. It's not helpful when Demar Derozan <laughs> says after the series, "Ah, if we had if we had LeBron, we'd win too." <laughs> it's not exactly what you're going for. It's like again, I like his honesty. If you missed that, Demar Derozan, uh, shockingly, after his team got swept, they needed the Heimlich maneuver uh, at the end of every one of those games there, Toronto. They completely collapsed. They uh, shut down at the time you're not supposed to shut down. And then DeMar DeRozan said, well, yeah, if we had LeBron James, we would have won that series. That's that's the attitude. That's the approach of the Toronto Raptors. And that leads us into this. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And we bring in the Coop Dalup. Ben, as is customary, there was some news that broke uh, just right after we got off the air at the end of last week. Jay Cutler is uh, retiring from football and joining the broadcast booth in Fox. Yes. Welcome, Jay. Yes, although. You can't have my parking place. (laughs) 
<laughs> much like, oh, yes, your, your parking place at the Fox lot. Yes, I'm sure he would like to have my parking place here. You know, who doesn't want to come to work at you know midnight? Right? Come on. <laughs> well, much like Tony Romo, Jay Cutler didn't exactly completely close the door on a return to the NFL, refusing to use the word retired when it came to his uh, football career. So, Ben, I know that you believe Romo will come back, but this leads me to ask you, who do you think is more likely to return or who would return first, Romo or Cutler? Yeah, it's going to be Tony Romo. I don't see Jay Cutler. I've heard other people say Cutler's going to come back. I don't see Cutler coming back at all, and I'll tell you why. A, Romo was an elite quarterback a couple of years ago. Jay Cutler, mid-level quarterback. So why would you try to seduce a middle-of-the-road quarterback to come back? It makes no sense. The last full season that Tony Romo played, he led the NFL in completion percentage for the Dallas Cowboys, helped guide Dallas to the NFC East title, and he's been hurt the last couple of years. The bar for Romo is higher. Romosexual. It's just the reality of it. And B, Jay Cutler, he's got three strikes against him for coming back. Uh, and the, the three strikes are he hasn't been good in years, he's been hurt, and he's got a sourpuss. He's a bad attitude guy. And I don't know if he's going to be any good as a broadcaster or not. I, I certainly wish him the best. I mean, all you have to do is spew a bunch of cliches and they'll eat it up. And people seem to love that. But as far as a comeback for Jay Cutler, his resume is not going to draw many suitors. I just I don't buy that. Romo, the, the guy you're going to go after is Romo between these two, and it's not even really that close. Next! The Denver Broncos started a process of, quote, weeding out season ticket holders that didn't attend a single game last season. What they did is they used some software that uh, checked all the aftermarket websites to see to find out who was selling their tickets uh, on these third-party websites, and they took them away. The idea was to put tickets back in the hands of true fans. Oh, please. Now, it's uh, it sparked some backlash with you know some fans claiming that they weren't able to attend because of health concerns and other various reasons. Now, lead me to ask you, Ben, do yes. you support this method by the Broncos? No, I don't. Well, well, there's ways around it. I guess you got to go on like Craigslist or something and – don't put your ticket location on there so they can't find exactly where your tickets are if you want to sell your tickets. But I don't support it. And, and it, the version of the story that the Broncos are giving is, is PR spin. Right? They're essentially picking on the little guys is what they're doing. And I'll tell you why. Number one, corporate America is famous. What do big corporations do? And it goes on in Denver. It goes on in every city where there's an NFL team and a professional sports team. Big corporations buy hundreds if not thousands of tickets, and what do they do with those tickets? They give them out to their employees. What do the employees do? They often resell those tickets for profit. And I'm confident that the Denver Broncos are not going to these big conglomerates in the Mile High City that buy blocks and blocks of, of season tickets and, and saying, hey, uh, you, we're not going to sell you these tickets anymore. So there's obviously a double standard here. And number two, the Broncos claim they have a waiting list of like 70 thousand plus people so they feel like they're invincible with these season tickets and, and legally there's this wiggle room where they could probably get away with what they're doing because even though there's a personal seat license the argument is we're not taking the tickets away we're just not renewing the seat licenses but I would think that that's going to lead to lawsuits up the wazoo here why because the NFL itself the NFL itself what do they do 
They have encouraged you. They have encouraged me, those that buy tickets, to to use those tickets on the resale market. In fact, the NFL has their own league-approved ticket exchange with Ticketmaster, a corporate po- a sponsor of the NFL. So uh, and we've also seen some examples of older people in poor health that claim they couldn't go to the games because of their health, and they, they try to get some of their money back, and they've lost their season tickets. So I, I'm pretty sure if you're elderly and you're one of those people that had your tickets taken away because of your poor health, you've got a, a fair case for a lawsuit. Next. Uh, Gary Sanchez is returning from the disabled yeah, list. He's back. And, he's playing. Yes, he's, he's uh, joining a Yankees team that's already in first place in the AL East and uh, a team that is being energized by the MVP-type numbers from their newest hotshot rookie and Aaron Judge. So, Ben, do you think the Yankees are the best team in the American League right now? Well, certainly after they sweep the Chicago Cubs, right now the answer is yes, absolutely. However, the way the current Yankees are set up is unsustainable in the Bronx. This is not going to have staying power. The Astros are in a better situation than the Yankees. Now, why are the Yankees not in a great situation long term? I'll tell you why. First of all, Aaron Judge has had an out-of-body month-plus in the major leagues. He is on pace to hit 75 home runs and drive in over 150 runs for the Yankees. That is an unreachable season. Not going to happen. So he's going to come back to earth. Can the Yankees offense pick it up when Judge does come back and become a mortal again? And number two, the pitching conundrum is legitimate for the Yankees. The Yankees starting rotation. They got a, a good start on Sunday, but the Yankees starting rotation, 17th. In ERA this season. They are loaded in the bullpen. Top five collective earn run average in the bullpen. But the, the starting rotation is going to be the Achilles heel of the Yankees. Masahiro Tanaka is a health wild card. I don't trust Michael Pineda. So Brian Cashman, it's up to Brian Cashman to go out and get one, I would say two starting pitchers for the New York Yankees. But if you're depending on Aaron Judge to hit 75 home runs, it's kind of obvious that that is not going to happen for the New York Yankees in 2017. There it is. Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Ben, although I, I don't necessarily disagree with anything that you said, I have to fail you. On what grounds? I am one of those 70,000 people on the waiting list for Broncos season tickets. And so yeah. and cool, if they you... don't do this, <laughs> oh, I'll stop. never get closer to the top of the no, list. Please. No, please. Coop, when you went to Denver, you got uh, you got a ticket, right? Yeah. Where did you buy the ticket from? From the uh, NFL Ticket Exchange. Yeah. So the NFL approves of reselling season tickets, and you bought one. You benefited from this, but now you you're defending the Broncos. You are such a Bronco house man. You're such. I just I want to uh, to move up on the list. You want to move up. I want yeah. my oh, season okay. tickets. All right. Why don't you, you can get- see. Nothing. You're guaranteed you to lose. see one, day, one Bronco game a year when the Broncos play the L.A. Chargers. They're going to guarantee one game a year. It's not the same as not the same. Uh, being yeah. around uh-huh. my people. Your people. Your pe- what are you? <laughs> is that the pot smokers in Colorado? Is that what we're talking about? Your people? The Mile High City? It's just the residents of uh-huh. Denver in I general. Know. All right. Your people. It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox Time Now. For the Insta Trivia, and you can answer this on Twitter, at Ben Maller. Since the start of the 2015 season, which 
pitcher leads baseball with 44 wins and also has the second lowest earn run average during that stretch. This goes back to the start of the 2015 season. That's the instant trivia. The answer is next. Follow our exclusive Reddit page. Find our subreddit, Ben Maller Show, and be part of our revamping post stories and message other P1s. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. We will go all in in a moment, but first the Insta trivia. Here it is. Since the start of the 2015 baseball season, which pitcher leads the big leagues with 44 wins and has the second lowest earn run average in that stretch? That's the question. What's the answer? Mooch checks in with John Rocker. Nelson says it's Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Yeah, did you pay for that over? I didn't. You didn't pay for that, right? You didn't. Uh, no, it's a smart uh-huh. move. Yeah, that's uh, that's another another sucker play right there. I know some people were promoting that fight. They got paid to go to the fight, but that uh, that was not not good. Uh, Brad got it right, clearly cheating. Robin Belchertown is going with Matt Harvey as his answer. Miguel is uh, going with Mike Witt. There's an old name from the past. Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. What's the answer? I'm going to go with Pecorine, the goalie right, of the Predators. That's correct. He had 23 saves and a 3-1 win over the Blues. Greg got it right. Also, it's the starting pitcher for the Chicago Cubs on Monday, Jake Arrieta. 44 wins in 70 starts since the 2015 season. 44 wins. Most in the major leagues. His earned run average is second behind Clayton Kershaw of the Dodgers. He got rained out. Against the Padres. That doesn't uh, doesn't happen all that often. All right, yeah, let's get to it. Here we go. Why not? Yeah! It's Ben Maller, and he's going all in. I'll go all in. All in. I'm going to go all in. All in it is. Now, you would think, as we start a new week, that with Jake Arrieta on the mound, pitching Monday against the Rockies, the Cubs playing in Colorado after that 18-inning game at Wrigley Field on Sunday night, you would think that I would take the Cubs, right? They've got Ariad on the mound. No! No, 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 no. I am going to go with the Colorado Rockies as a live home dog. Arietta has pitched one game in his career at Wrigley Field. He got lit, or at, uh, at Coors Field, rather, and he got lit up in that game. The Rockies are a dynamic offensive team. They don't win all the time at home. In fact, they've actually only, they're only two games under 500 or over 500 at home. Better road record, but I will take the Rockies over the Cubs, who will be feeling sorry for themselves after that long trip to Colorado. Eddie. NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, the Washington Capitals at the Pittsburgh Penguins, game six of their series. I think it's going to be a one-goal game, so give me Washington plus a goal and a half. Well, most games are one-goal games in hockey. Uh, did you see uh, that Ducks game goal. tonight? Yeah, like I said, most yeah, games. How was that one? Most how many games, goals is that one? Most games are one-goal games. That's uh, obvious. Seven to one. You just said an obvious thing. All right, Danny G. Big Ben, the Halos at Oakland. The over-unders eight. It's Nolasco and Graveman on the mound. What could go wrong? I'm going to take the over. Yeah, cool night air in Oakland could go wrong. Uh, what about you, Koopa Loop? Who you got? Ben, I will also be taking an over, but I'm going to be going over to the NBA. The Golden State Warriors and Utah Jazz, the over-under is set at 206.5. I'm going with the over. All right, there it is. All in our tribute to sports wagering. And I would like to give the Los Angeles Dodgers some advice because – the Dodgers have a player by the name of Cody Bellinger, who's having his own out-of-body experience at first base. Uh, the Dodgers are scoring a bunch of runs with Bellinger in the lineup. He's 21, and while I don't think this will continue forever, 
Uh, Adrian Gonzalez is on the 10-day DL. When he comes back, they should put him on the bench. Play Bellinger until he starts making outs. This guy's been remarkable for the last week or so. He's been great. When you don't show up to work in the NBA and you're healthy, you get pats on the back. People celebrate you and say you're doing a great job. Way to go. Don't be fatigued. In baseball, when you don't show up to work, you get suspended without pay for three days. That's what happened to a New York Met. We will talk about it. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you. 15% 15% or more on your car insurance, just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Back at it again this hour. Glad you could be part of it, and thank you for continuing to support the show. We I do appreciate it. It's pretty cool. All right, so I wanted to talk a, a little bit of baseball here, but it, not the, the Cub-Yankee game that went 18 innings, ended while we were on the air. The Yankees game at Wrigley Field ended. The Yankees won that game 5-4, to four, get the sweep at Wrigley, but it's a story involving the Mets, and for the first time this in this last month or so, this has only been going on for a short while, the regular season, but the the Mets have done something that is is worthy of conversation. The Mets have been playing pretty atrocious baseball. Not the worst team in baseball. In fact, mathematically, they're hanging around. They're around 500, and you know, around 500, you got a shot at a wild card down the line. Things Things are not as drastically bad as they would appear, but watching the Mets play on a regular basis, it has been a medley of injuries and inefficient offensive baseball. And the results, considering where the expectations were, the inflated New York expectations for Metropolitan Baseball, the results have been relatively wretched. And so now we can have a civil war in the locker room to that list, and this is outstanding. Now, uh, I gave it away here at the start. Now, it, the difference between baseball and basketball. In the NBA, teams encourage players who are healthy to not participate, to not even you know get out there in uniform, put your suit on, sit on the bench. They believe they've rigged the schedule to help out chances in the postseason. It's, LeBron James is being celebrated. People are sending me comments on social media about how great it is that LeBron James, you know, he's been proven right because the, the Cavs are 8-0 in the playoffs because he took all those uh, nights off and you know cherry-picked which games he wanted to, to miss. And in baseball, Matt Harvey did not show up on Saturday to the Mets-Marlins game at City Field in Flushing, Queens, New York there. Did not show up. And initially the Mets said Matt Harvey – would be suspended without pay for three games for a violation of team rules. Now, it turned out later that a different version of the story got out. The violation of team rules is, you know, showing up for your job, which Matt Harvey, even though he wasn't pitching, you still have to show up. I know it's a pain in the ass, and it's like, why do these starting pitchers who aren't pitching have to be there? It's ridiculous, right? I mean, they don't, they don't get into the game more times than not. But Matt Harvey went AWOL. He didn't show up to work. And he didn't let the team know. That's the story, right, that we're being told, that he didn't have the common courtesy to even text someone and say, hey, I'm not going into the office today. Uh, So they didn't know where he was, and so the Mets suspended him. Now, Matt Harvey's surrogates 
are spinning this. They are spinning this all over the place. And then what are they saying? The people around Matt Harvey are saying that he had a migraine, a terrible headache, and he blamed all of this on a miscommunication between himself and the team, which is a nice way of saying, hey, he didn't call or text anyone, and they should have covered for him. Well, it turns out we've learned that Harvey was apparently golfing on Saturday, and he got a headache from golfing. Now, I don't know who he was golfing with, but he was – these Mets players love to golf. They, they like golf more than baseball. Are there any players on the PGA Tour that on their days off go and take batting practice? Because I know a lot of baseball players, especially Mets, they want to go out and they want to play golf at every opportunity, every chance they get. They love this golf. They can't get enough of this golf. And so now the word is that Matt Harvey is planning on fighting back. Uh, he is going to fight back against the Mets. We'll give you more on that in a moment. But first, in a very odd move, a number of the Mets players, current and past, they went unorthodox. They went rogue, and they attacked Matt Harvey. Now, usually when, when a star player gets in trouble, what do you do? You defend the guy. You downplay it. But that has not been the case with a lot of people around the New York Mets. Jay Bruce, who's only been a Met for a short time, came over last year late in the season, and by most accounts wishes he wasn't a New York Met, doesn't like living in New York, but he's he's dealing with it because they're paying him a lot of money. But Jay Bruce commenting on the fact that Matt Harvey, one of the stars of the Mets, nowhere to be seen, and now he's got to answer questions about it and the state of Matt Harvey. And Jay Bruce apparently not happy with this. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if I'd use the word frustrating. Obviously, um, you know, there are team policies, and when those aren't followed, you know, action has to be taken. Um, you know, I don't know any of the details. Um, I just know that Matt's not here today, and um, you know, he's going to miss a few days. But, you know, we're uh, we're all pulling for him. We're all pulling on the same end of the rope, and we just, uh, you know, want to get him back and get him back on the mound so he can help us win. It's a lie. All right, uh, here's, here's uh, Terry Collins, the manager of the Metropolitans, who – is going to give fatherly advice, if you will, to uh, Mr. Met. Are you going to have a meeting and say, "Grow the hell up"? We got a chance. We got a chance to be a pretty good team here. Just grow up and start acting like men. Marty, you know me better. I'll probably phrase it just a hair different than that. But uh, I was going to use a yeah, I will probably. Uh, matter of fact, when we break up here, I, I mean, I need a few minutes with the team personally. Then before we, you guys are allowed in there. So yeah. All right. So that was uh, Terry Collins. A very awkward interview, but uh, <laughs> the, guy, the guy was like lecturing Collins. And he's like, all right, all right, all right, enough, enough, enough. All right, so I, I mentioned Matt Harvey's planning on fighting back. He's expected to file a grievance, and he's going to appeal the three-game suspension. If you want to be really depressed while you work this third shift, you want to take a guess what Matt Harvey's salary loss, if he does end up losing salary for three games, Matt Harvey's lost salary for three games with the Mets. Two of those he would not have pitched. $89,738.37. That's three days salary for Matt Harvey. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Should have been a baseball player, right? Yeah, the whole I know. Exactly. Should have done something else. Guy makes 89 grand in three days. Almost $90,000. In three days of work. And it's not work because he pitches one of those three days. All right, so the question is this. Where are we headed with Matt Harvey and the New York Mets? 
And I believe we are headed for what we like to call a divorce, also known as a trade of Matt Harvey. And I'll tell you why. A, certainly the Mets are fed up with Harvey. You don't have to be an insider of Major League Baseball like Ken Rosenthal to understand this. Uh, the, The Mets have had enough. You don't publicly embarrass one of your star players and supposedly a centerpiece of Mets baseball Unless you have had enough, you have reached your breaking point, it's a clear sign, and it's it's a sign not necessarily just to Matt Harvey. I'm sure they've expressed this pu- privately to Matt Harvey. Now they're going public with it, but this is more about the Met fan. Like When you suspend Matt Harvey go, to this drastically, and it's May, you are letting your fan base know, prepare for a breakup. It's very hard to trade players that are popular, and the Mets did a good job of marketing the Dark Knight, and Matt Harvey is a social butterfly. He's a regular on the Manhattan social scene. He's embracing all that being a Met has to offer and playing in the New York market. Good for him, except the part of getting your job done on the mound has been an issue. And so the Mets are preparing for the possibility of trading one of their popular players. They're trying to lessen the backlash of a Matt Harvey trade. These things get easier if you can paint the player you're about to trade as a rotten apple, if Matt Harvey, if you say, hey, Matt Harvey's a great guy, we love him, but we're going to trade him, people don't like that. But if you say, hey, Matt Harvey's not pulling his weight and he's a rotten apple, then that is a more acceptable situation. This guy has become, uh, by most accounts, a uh, diva. He's not a great influence around the team, and often it appears he would rather be do so- doing something other than playing for the Mets. That's that's the position that the many people around the team are claiming when they talk about Matt Harvey. And B, Harvey appears to be a one-hit wonder. Uh, another one of these overrated Mets minor leaguers who turned out to be nothing special. Matt Harvey was billed as the savior of the franchise. Remember when he made his debut with the Mets, the kind of hype that was around that uh, was front page news, top of the full, big headlines, right? Marquee matchup. Anytime Matt Harvey was pitching, it was a big deal. And the first couple of years, he did a fine job. But now, after 88 games in the major leagues, Matt Harvey has a 31-30 and 30 career record, and his earn run average, I know record doesn't mean all that much, right? The stat geeks will tell you, who cares about the record? Give me the ERA. His earn run average is skyrocketed. From 2.71 in 2015, it was 4.8 last season, and now he's over five with the Mets this year. So on the surface, you would say, with those numbers, he's a declining pitcher. He's got a bad attitude. Nobody would want him, right? Poor results, attitude issues, stay away. But you know, if the, the Mets shop Harvey hard enough, they can get something in return because they'll argue that the change of scenery is what Matt Harvey needs. Get him out of here. And there's enough teams in baseball that have the old Father Flanagan in them where they want to they fix what's wrong with Harvey and give him a chance. He's only 28 years old. He should be entering the prime of his career. And the argument will be made, he's from Connecticut. You know, He's, he's in his home area. The, the Mets, the closest big league team, right? And so why not? Now, where would he end up? There's plenty of teams that have lousy starting pitching and – would be willing to make a trade. Like the Cleveland Indians, for all the, the hype about the Indians pitching, they've been lousy. They're starting pitching. 
The Rockies, who have a good team, but they could always use some more starting pitching in Denver. And assuming the Giants haven't completely given up after the little dirt bike festivities, then you say the Giants have terrible starting pitching. So there's a possibility. The last thing on this, it, it's, it is only the, the second month, right, of the baseball season. But you got to think the Mets are going to shake things up. And how do you shake things up? Well, you can fire Terry Collins. You could do that, but there's still a lot of love for Collins because of the fact that they got to the World Series a couple years ago. And last year, uh, had a surprisingly good year when many people thought they were going to fall off the table. Trade Matt Harvey. That's another option. And the, the Mets overall, they're 26th in earn run average as a team. The starting pitching uh, for the Mets, 26th in ERA. The Mets hitters are 27th in batting average, and they are the ultimate boomer bust team. The, the New York Mets are fifth in home runs, but they don't do anything other than hit home runs. And their defense, they've got the eighth most errors in baseball. So their starting pitching isn't good. They don't hit for average, and they also make a bunch of errors. Other than that, things are going really, really good for the New York Mets. So keep an eye on Matt Harvey as a trade possibility. It is the Ben Mather Show on Fox. Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie is alongside as we roll on. I did see Jose Reyes was really critical of Matt Harvey, and uh, he went out and said, everyone knows what the rules are here. When you miss, you're not. that's not acceptable. He went on and he ripped him some more uh, for not showing up uh, to work. But keep an eye on this. And, and also the other baseball story, the big baseball story involving the Cubs and the Yankees that play 18 innings of baseball, and I would be shocked if over the next – day or so, the echo chamber of sports conversation is going to be, they can't have these 18-inning games. They've got to shorten the, the, the baseball games. We can't have games go this long. It's, a, it's an ec- epidemic. It's a problem. We must put a stop to it. Now, Matt Harvey, back to him real yes. quick. Yes! Uh, if he leaves New York, yes. is he going to have to change his nickname? Is the is the Dark Knight? Does that you know? Well, is kind that of tie lame, in with New York? Well, it's kind or? of lame when you got an ERA of five to call yourself the Dark Knight anyway. Should, well, we've had a guy called Big Game who, James who was awful in Big Game. So I mean, why, you know, why not? Why not Dark Knight? Great James Shield. There, yeah. Shields. There's a guy that's making uh, making a good living. Oh. How about Matt Harvey though? Isn't that great? You imagine every three days. It's great for him. Yeah, ninety thousand dollars almost in salary. God love. Him. I can't imagine that actually. My wife says that to me all the time. You know, she'll read. She'll tell me something. Can you believe that? And my answer is always no. No, I can't really believe. Does she that. tell you about the other people on radio that make great money? Does no. she rub that just, in? Just just you know random weird yeah. things from the news. I like when I go to family events. I mean, you know how much uh, you know, so-and-so, Howard Stern makes or you know, Colin Cowherd or one of these guys. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm aware of it. Yes, I am absolutely aware of it. There's a pay scale, and I, I always try to I, I pull out my telestrator and I try to explain the difference in you know, certain salary situations uh, that go on in broadcast. But, uh, it's, uh, they don't often understand that. Hey, if you want to be part of this, 877-99 on Fox. 877 877- Nine nine six six three six nine. We're also on Twitter at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. You can be part of the festivities, and uh, we'll read the the tweets and all that stuff. And also our Facebook page. Got some some good messages over the weekend on Facebook. Ben Maller Show. That's Ben Maller Show on Facebook. Facebook. It's all about words. All about words. We'll get to that, and we'll do it next. 
The Ben Maller Show has been called a show about nothing. However, Twitter is definitely something. Join the Charm Circle and follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can follow our executive producer. He's the liar, liar, and the menace of the Fox Sports Radio Network. It's the Coop da Loop, Justin Cooper, and he's at UH Bronco fan. I went to I went to school dressed up as a uh, as a giant tampon. <laughs> <laughs> That's a drop. That's a drop. And I live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's Ben Maller. We'll get to words matter coming up in a moment. Right now, though, we go to the phones as we yap the night away. We say hello to Angry Bill, who's on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Angry Bill. What about a nine-year-old girl? Ben, I know you have a, that photographic memory of yours, and you remember the Thursday I told you Matt Harvey's a mental midget and the Mets are a dysfunctional organization. Number one, you keep your dirty laundry in the laundry. Okay? You don't take it out. You let the Mets leave it the way it is. What do they do? They go ahead and start announcing he didn't show up and everything else. He went golfing. He had a couple of beers. And you know, nowadays you have a couple. It's easy to have four or five more. He was drunk. He didn't show up. Okay? Well, Angry Bill, I, I hate Very to... Simple. I, ang, angry Bill, it's not that simple. And I'll tell you why. I, I, there have been plenty of baseball players that have been drunk. You have to sit on the bench. If people that drink... There have been athletes. I know for a fact I've heard these stories from players... And you know that cup that looks like they're drinking coffee? They're actually drinking booze. It's happened. You can show up. Your job is to show up. If you're that big a, an alcoholic, just go there, even if you're hammered, and sit there in your uniform. He was bombed. He didn't want to show up. But the Mets got to keep the dirty laundry in the laundry. No, they, they, don't, don't. they don't have to because they're, they're fed up. They want to get rid of him. That's why they but, let this out. They're, let, they're letting you know, prepare for a trade. We're getting if you rid want of to guy. trade somebody, Ben, if you want to trade somebody, you don't bring up bad that stuff is, that, about you are, Use your head, you, ben. you are wrong, stupid. I will tell yeah. you. That's how it works. Matt Harvey's a popular what? player, and you, if you want to get rid of him and let, get less blowback, you announce, hey, we're getting rid of this guy, and here's why, because he didn't ben, show up to work. He, just, like the Red, it, just like the Red Sox. Just like the Red Sox. Just like the Boston Just like the Boston Red Sox when they got rid of Manny Ramirez. Right, they uh, they announced publicly that he had shoved an elderly clubhouse worker, and when the Red Sox got rid of Nomar Garcia Parra, they painted him as a big giant schmuck to all the let's media in Boston. Let's get on to stupid. Let's get on to your good advice that the Yankees need two pitchers. Every team in baseball needs two pitchers, Ben. There's not a yeah. team in the, baseball. The, that the doesn't difference need two is pitchers. the Yankees can get two pitchers. The Milwaukee Brewers can't get two pitchers. The Yankees can get two pitchers. Let's go on to your pick that the Cubs are going to lose today. Let's go on to that dumbass pick. That's a great pick okay? is what it is. It's a wonderful pick. Go up on your computer and tell me how many times the Cubs have lost four games in a row. It doesn't matter. It's the irrelevant. Cubs are going to win today. By that logic, the Cubs couldn't have won the World Series last year because they hadn't won the World Series in 108 years. In 108 years. You don't need a pizza. You're a fat ass it is. You don't need any more pizza. You need a diet is what you need. That's what you need, a diet. Yeah. You got the advice of a pimp uh, on a cow's yeah. ass. Right. yeah, exactly. Why don't you go? You should fly to Vegas, all right, Angry Bill, and bet all your money on the on the Cubs. Then do it. Go ahead, big Mister Big Shot. Uh, let's go to Hector, who's in Southern California on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Hector. Hey, what's going on, Ben? If I was any better, I'd be a Bill, but not Angry Bill, because he's a terrible call. Oh my God, he was horrible. But whatever. 
Let's move on. Now, I think Vince McMahon should sue HBO. Yeah, why? Brother. Because, oh my God, this drama after the fight. And then when I hear the dun, 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 and they turn off the lights and Triple G comes through the tunnels, like, I, I, I'm surprised he didn't grab a chair and threw it at Canelo or something. It, it, it totally looked like, you know, like they make up WWE. I was like, oh my God, did, did I just change the channel to the WWE network? Are you paid for this, Hector, or were you at a party? What, what happened? Oh, no, I was hammered. Oh, hammered. Oh. Are you sure you remember it? Maybe you misremember. Maybe you were so intoxicated no, 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 no. that you. No, no yeah. because my brother has these speakers Yeah. that he just pumps it up. And I'm like, what's going on? I thought the fight was finished. And then the lights went off and all these lights went on. I was like, yeah. what the hell? It's like, what, they're going to get it on or what? Yeah. I mean, usually he just comes up the ring. Anybody that's going to do an interview with Max. Yeah. But nevertheless, aren't you bummed out that Jake Cutler just joined their team? Well, I, I will never see Jake Cutler. Uh, I will have nothing to do with Jake Cutler. I know, uh, so it doesn't on. really affect me at all that Jay like, Cutler's working. I, I hope he does well, but I, I don't think he'll be very good, but I hope he does a good job. I think he'll I mean, be terrible, but I might be wrong. I mean, they say for colored narration or what? I mean, what what color does he have? Boring? In his face? I have no idea what you're talking about, Hector. I have, uh, right. Well, they brought him in for colored commentary. Oh, colored commentary, yes, 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 yes. Oh, huh? <laughs> Come on, <laughs> Really? Yes. Well, like he'll, he'll, be, he'll add color. he'll add a great flavor to the broadcast. Uh, oh yeah, like Troy Eggman, yeah. right? Yes. Uh, all right. Thank you, Hector. Have a good night. Yes. Have a good uh, night. All right, Hector. <laughs> there you go. I'm revisiting this whole. Let's take a lot of calls thing. I'm, I'm looking back on that, thinking this is probably not such a good idea. Can we get Judgmental John to call back? We can have the same argument we've had every day for the last 15 oh, years. Oh no. Yeah. No. Okay. So the Ben Maller Show on Fox, the Insta advice line, and words matter. Words matter. We'll get to all that in 60 seconds. No long commercial break, but first, let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com and get a free rate quote. And now, here's Ben Maller. We will get to the Insta advice line coming up in a couple of minutes. Uh, Dave says, for the first time ever, Angry Bill is right. You don't talk blank about someone you want to trade. Well, again, Dave, I explained when you when you play in a city where you have a player that's beloved, typically this happens in Boston most of the time, but it does happen in New York. It also happens in Philadelphia. Uh, to, to save you from the blowback, to limit the damage done to your fan base, you announce a Dirty laundry. You you leak dirty laundry. This is not that outrageous. Now, do the Minnesota Twins do this? Probably not. Probably not. They don't have to do this. But uh, the Mets and the, and the Red Sox have been legendary for this. Uh, and it happens in Philadelphia also. When you get rid of a popular player, you uh, send out a uh, a sign. It's like a, a flare up in the sky announcing this is what you're going to do. We're going to have the instant advice line coming up. In a moment, but first, words matter, especially when you've never heard them before. Let's take you back to Salt Lake City, the Jazz and the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors have defeated the Utah Jazz. This is in the game over the weekend, 
And at the podium are Steph Curry and Kevin Durant, and they are absolutely blown away. But what are they blown away by? They're blown away by this, this certain word that just was shocking to them. Kevin, uh, what happened on that Gobert kerfuffle at, at the end? That is a word right there. What'd you say? Kerfuffle. Great job, bro. That is strong. Uh, it's just basketball, you know? Yeah. That's uh, apparently a word that Kevin Durant did not learn at Texas. And my man, Steph Curry, when he was in college, uh, did not learn that either. It's a British term, kerfuffle. And uh, we use it every once in a while. I'll use that. I'll mix that around there. But it just means a commotion or a fuss. Kerfuffle. That's it. And uh, typically it's used in the political theater when you have different views. Like if you had said during the presidential election of last year when uh, the Republicans and Democrats were butting heads and they obviously had conflicting views, yeah, that was a kerfuffle. That's, uh, that's the term. That's the way you use the word. But I'll never forget it. It's something I will never, ever yes. forget. It's just some locker room talk. Is what it is. And here's some talk radio that we do. Yes. Hey, you sports figure guy or girl. Who the hell are you talking to, son? Here's some instant advice. Hold that thought. No one's paid attention to me for 10 whole seconds. And if you don't like it, you. And away we go. It's the instant advice line. And who needs our advice this week? There's so many options we could go with here. A lot of NBA teams need some help. The Boston Celtics, for example, have been pretty bad the last couple of games in Washington. The uh, San Antonio Spurs stopping those three-point shots for the Rockets. We could go with that. But we decided that the person in sports that really needs our advice is someone that got liquored up this weekend while playing golf, apparently, and could not show up to work to sit down and, and in a uniform on the bench for three hours. He was that effed up, and that would be the dark night himself, Matt Harvey. So what is your advice to the New York Metropolitans pitcher, Matt Harvey, who could not show up to work on Saturday and got a three-game suspension? 877-99 on Fox is the number. You're live on the air when you hear my voice. And remember, we are trained professionals here. Do not attempt this at home. This will ruin your day if you attempt something like this at home. Uh, so let's go to it right now. Here we go, 877-99 on Fox. We're giving advice to Matt Harvey of the Mets. Line one, you're on the air. Advice to Matt Harvey, line one. Two hands, $20. Line two, you're on the air. Advice to Matt Harvey of the Mets. In honor of Frank Pollock, can you do the Yankee lineup? Yeah, I would. I think we should bring that back to Yankee lineup. We'll have to see if Danny G can do that. Line three, hello, line three. Advice, advice to Matt Harvey. Line three. Quit acting like a nine-year-old girl. Line yeah. five, you are next. Line five, advice to do nine-year-old girls get hammered playing golf. I hope not. Line five, Hell yeah. you're on the air. Hey Ben, I suggest he go somewhere and have his meat season. Only on the fourth of July, sir. Line six, you're live on the air. We're giving advice to Matt Harvey. Sean, three, six, two. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be doing a lot of that. Very religious man, Matt Harvey. A line one, you're live on the air. We're giving advice to Matt Harvey of the Mets. Thank you for that, line one. Line two, you're on the air. 
Two hands, $20. All right. If that guy gets on again, the bit's over. Line three, you're on. Line three advice to Matt Harvey. Listen to Jason Durello and Mark Harmon every night on Fox Sports Radio. My favorite show on Fox Sports Radio by far. And they keep using the wrong names to introduce them. It's a bit of deceit, and they should really change the imaging. Let's go to you, line four. Line four, you're live on the air. We're giving advice to Matt Harvey, salt of the earth here, who missed work on Saturday for the Mets. Ben, Ben, Ben. Yeah. Line six, you're on the air. Hello, line six. He should pitch his next game wearing John Daly's golf pants. Yeah, those are good-looking golf pants. They were very – and he, hey, John Daly, successful. Let's I go... like my meat season. Let's go to the random line. Random line, you're live. Oh, hi, ben. oh it's Cowboy John Brad. Yeah, well, Matt Harvey needs a – There is no – Hey, where are the white women no, at? New York, apparently. No shortage on that. Line one, hello, line one. You're live on the air. We are giving advice to Matt Harvey. He didn't show up to work. What's... Okay, well, actually. All right, you got to be quick. Line... I'm just going to hang up on you. Line two, hello, line two. Advice to Matt Harvey, line two at 877-99 on Fox. I think Matt Harvey should use that sex toy in the picture and put it in his. All right. Uh, now, yeah, did you see that? They, they put a, uh, a picture out, the Mets Twitter feed. And it, it looked like a bobblehead. It was very, uh, very large. I like the extended wiener. And do you think, what do they think? What do you think they use that for? Like a massage or something like that? What a, Show me your Johnson. It was right there. It was in the locker. Line three. Hello, line three. We're giving advice to Matt Harvey and the Metropolitans. I be money of it. Line. <laughs> I didn't hear that. Line four. Hello, line four. Hello, am I on the air? Not anymore. Line five, you're on the air. This is extremely important. Line five, this is advice to Matt Harvey. It is crucial that you give good advice. I give Matt Harvey the best advice Ben Maller's ever given on the radio. Jerk yourself awake. That's a sleep technique, sir. Buy a bed. Sleep number bed. Jerk yourself awake. You remember the commercial. Jerk yourself awake. Line one. Hello, line one. Smoke weed every day. It's worked for Coop. Coop shows up to work. There's been days Coop didn't want to show up to work. They say, I'm, I, he says, I'm a symbol of hope. I must show up to work. I must be there. Let's go to line one. We'll do a few more. Line one, you're live on the air. Advice to Matt Harvey. Hey, I think uh, Matt Harvey should do it again and see if he can start getting it. All right. Uh, that's boring. Line two. You, you bored me, line one. Don't bore me, line two. You're on the air. We're giving advice to Matt Harvey. No dates with Jeannie before a game. That's right. No. In, no Jeannie and no days off. No days off. I'm a doctor. You have to be disciplined. You have to be businesslike. You have to be deliberate. And you have to show up. All of those things. Random line again. Hello, random line. Trammell Whitaker marries uh, Morris Parrish from Freeham for the Baseball Hall of Fame. Who? Marish? Is that what he said? Who? What year did he play for the Tigers? Let's go to uh, line five. Hello, line five. We should thank the Salvation Army, the Silica St. Mary's, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Gold Vikings, Tammy and Montana, call me. Yeah, hollering James shout out. I like that. That was meticulous. I like that. 
Reminded me very much of a great hollering James Call. Line six. Hello, line six. He needs to be like Peyton Manning because Peyton's the best ever. Oh, there it is. All right. Well, now we can wrap it up. Uh, line- Illinois. Uh, what, the- what was that? I got to at least introduce you, stupid. Uh, line two. Hello, line two. Hello, this is line two. I would look at Matt Harvey and say, you look like a big fat clown. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Hang up, please. You look uh, like a big fat clown. All right, we'll do one more and only one more. If it's good, I'll take credit. If not, I'll blame Koopa Loop, who's picking the call. Koop. Line six. Line number six, the final call on the instant advice line for Matt Harvey. Line six, go. Yeah, I'm just here so I don't get fined. There it is, the final call for Matt Harvey. Thank you. Smoke weed every day. Yeah. Solid, solid. There we go. There's the balloon. There's the cake. There's the confetti. Just wonderful. Just absolutely great. All right. Very good. We will press on. Yes? All right. TV bloopers. We will get to that. I know we're on radio, but we'll still have some fun with TV bloopers. We'll get to that, and we'll do it next. Known as the most unique show on sports radio, the Ben Maller Show Facebook page is a must-visit destination on the social network. Like our page at Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. From the files of television bloopers, the Nashville Predators, my Nashville Predators, are going to the... Stanley Cup? Well, that's what the NBC station in Nashville said. They After the Predators won to advance to the Western Conference Finals, WSMV leading the newscast with a shot of fans celebrating. And the graphic on the screen showed Preds head to Stanley Cup Finals. Oh! Big news. Big news, if only it was true. And so this has led to uh, the usual reaction with people pointing fingers and mocking the the TV station in Nashville, uh, which is an honest mistake. I mean, most of these TV stations have interns putting the graphics up. And uh, remember in L.A., they, this happened, uh, uh, they had the... Oh, it doesn't, it, this didn't happen. It continues to happen. Usually with hockey, though. Remember they, they had the Sacramento Kings logo for the L.A. Kings? Yeah, of course. Which is they, somewhat they unfortunate. Butchered names. <laughs> yeah, it happens but they, all the time. They, it, there's like, I see them all the time because, you know, we have people who are friends who work in the business. Yeah. And they they just randomly post them every time they get it wrong, and it's like every other day they do something wrong. <laughs> That's kind of a big one, though. Like, we're going to the Stanley Cup Finals! Uh, Exclamation you know, point, by the way. Yeah, they put the yeah, – ex- yeah. that's very important. There, there was big drama a few years ago on LA TV. An intern put a Chinese man's name up on the screen, remember? And it, it was – yeah, it wasn't vetted, and it, it spelled out a curse word. Oh, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> The was fun- that the one where it was like the no, Chinese plane no, crash? No, that's or the, that's the that's the gold oh, standard. Yeah. Is that CNN? That's the that's, that's another, the old, that was a San Francisco TV station. Yes. Oh yeah, that's that right. Was, that's right. Yes. Oh, that was the greatest TV blooper of all time. That was, that was like five or six names there. No, oh. and they were all like that. <laughs> yeah, that was really really awesome. That was Ron Burgundy. You just put it in front of me. I will read it. Uh, that's all I need. Boy. Just- 
that escalated quickly. Yeah, that that is the Lee Ilya of TV bloopers. That uh, that it was a woman in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That was just the greatest. All right, it's uh, the Ben Maller show on Fox. I'm guessing that woman probably had nightmares uh, when she was thinking about that. Uh, not not your typical. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. Not your typical dreams. I, I read that on average we spend about two hours dreaming each night. So about 20 to 25%, if you sleep eight hours, I don't sleep eight hours during the week, but if you sleep eight hours, about 20 to 25% of that uh, will be dreams. And there's, there's not convinced exactly what, why we dream. It's just a byproduct of sleep. Uh, some people think it's for mood regulation and problem solving and all. No one really knows the real answer. Uh, but when you do sleep, you might dream more. I don't know for sure. On a sleep number bed. Spring is in the air, and, yeah, it's time to clean and all that, but it's also time to, to look at your sleep situation. When's the last time that you replaced your pillows or your mattress? I'm guessing it's been a while. Wake up refreshed with a mattress that helps you sleep your best. The Sleep Number mattress adjusts to your ideal firmness or softness, and a queen starts at only $899.99. The Sleep Number bed allows you to choose your ideal comfort. On each side. So if you're in a relationship, you're sharing a bed with someone, and you love them, but you don't like the kind of bed that they like, uh, there's no need to compromise here. If they like a soft bed, you like it more firm or vice versa. You get what you want. They get what they want. You're good. They're good. We're all good. And Sleep Number has been ranked with the highest customer service satisfaction uh, in terms of mattresses by J.D. Power for two years in a row. If you want J.D. Power award information, visit J.D. Power. Dot com. My sleep number setting is 50. You don't know what that means, but you will if you go into a sleep number store. Come in now during their final clearance and save $900 to $1,200 on select mattresses as Sleep Number makes room for their newest innovations. You're only going to find Sleep Number at any of the 550 Sleep Number stores nationwide. Find the one nearest you by going to sleepnumber.com and be sure to tell them that Ben Maller sent you. I was in Vegas recently, and I stayed at a really nice hotel in Vegas. It was a great, wonderful uh, resort. It was great, and the bed was not that good. So I got to tell these guys at Sleep Number, they should make deals with some of the big hotels. That would be a pretty good selling point, I would think, right? I would think that would be a – can we put that in the commercial? I guess I just did, actually. I think I kind of left that in. Ain't my fault, the referees. You got to blame the referees. The Boston Celtics, rather than conceding that for the last couple of games they were not as good as the Washington Wizards, instead their star player, Isaiah Thomas, is using an old trick that many people in Washington have done over the years, lobbying to get some calls from the officials. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Mather Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. The Boston Celtics held their own for the first in the first half against the Wizards, and in the fourth quarter they outscored Washington. That third quarter, if you're a Boston fan, don't ask. If you're a Wizards fan, wow! 26 to nothing run, right? You saw it. You watched the game. You didn't? Maybe you didn't see it. But a 26 nothing run in the third quarter. Washington outscoring Boston. 
by 22 points in that 12-minute block of time. And the Wizards go on to a 121-102 to win. And so the Eastern Conference semifinals are tied up at two wins apiece. The backcourt of John Wall and Bradley Beal, the headliners. Wall was only 8 of 25 from the floor, but he had 27 points. Bradley Beal was really good. Uh, took 16 shots, made 11 of them. Finished with a game high for Washington, 29 points. He was a high man in the game overall as the Wizards get the victory. They shot 52% on field goal attempts. Washington very efficient and only missed three foul shots, so a good game all the way around. But the story is about Isaiah Thomas, and now the series shifts back to Boston. The Celtics have home court advantage. And so, in theory, if teams just win at home, Boston will win. But Isaiah Thomas, not happy, and he used a lobbying technique. Now, I love the story. I know it's been been shot down. Like somebody took a machete to the story about Ulysses S. Grant, the old president Ulysses S. Grant, who supposedly, the story was at the Willard Hotel in Washington, D.C., in the lobby, he would go there in the evening time and he would have a drink uh, and a cigar, and he, people would come and harass him. They, they found out word spread that the president of the United States was at the Willard Hotel in Washington, right? And so these people would come and harass him, and they would try to get political influence from the president, and so he he would yell, uh, you know, lobbyists, these damn lobbyists, right? And so that was the, for many years, the belief that the term lobbyist came from that. Well, wherever the term lobbyist came from, likely back in Britain, uh, because their history is uh, older than ours. But here is Isaiah Thomas trying to gain influence from the NBA referees, not happy with the way the game was called on Sunday in Washington. They were very physical. They were very physical. They were The refs were allowing them to hold and grab and and do all those things. So, I mean, especially in that third quarter, I might have hit the ground five or six straight times. And I'm not the one that likes hitting the ground. Like, it got to be called differently. Um, not not saying that's the reason why we lost. They went on a 26-0 run, and we can't have that on the road. But I, I can't allow it to be held and grabbed every pin down, every screen, and I don't even shoot one free throw. I play the same way each and every night. So I think, I mean, that has to change. Uh, no. Uh, the NBA has been called this way inconsistent since it became a big thing, since the heyday of the NBA, when it became a relevant major player at the table back in the, the bird magic days when it took off, and David Stern, you know, a little after that when David Stern took over, and ever since then, there have been a, there's been a certain pattern to officiating. Now, to be fair, the Washington Wizards were the much more aggressive team, and Isaiah Thomas, because of his height, you would think that Washington – would be wise to play this game in Boston this, the, the same way where they have to be physical. They have to shove and toss Isaiah Thomas, and, and to use his own words, they need to grab him. They need to pin him down on every screen, and that, that's how they should play. It's physical basketball. I know eventually that will be illegal too. Everything will be illegal. Uh, but th- if you're the Wizards, that's really how you have to do it. Now the question is, can you get away with that at home? Because we know the officiating at home is different. The home team gets the calls, and so Washington likely will not get the benefit of the doubt. And if they do play a physical style of basketball, 
against Isaiah Thomas, he will end up shooting 20 foul shots in that particular game. But uh, Thomas did reference this while he was lobbying the officials. The Wizards had a 26-0 run. 19 of those points came off turnovers by the Celtics. So as concerned as Isaiah Thomas is with the officials, how concerned should the overall Celtic team be with their performance in Washington? And the answer is they've got to take this seriously. And I know you're going to come home and say everything's great because you're back at home. But the Celtics in these two games, especially in different stretches, they played on their heels. They definitely lacked confidence. And you heard Isaiah Thomas bring up the referees and bark about that. But Washington played with a fire in their belly that the Celtics did not have. Boston played a subdued style of basketball, and it got them. They they paid the price in that third quarter. The Wizards came out and put put the gas to it, and the Celtics had no answers. And Brad Stevens, he does deserve a good amount of the blame. It is his job, in theory, even though I believe NBA coaching is highly overvalued by some, uh, Boston was not prepared. There was no no stopping the Washington Wizards. And that's a lot of that's on Brad Stevens, right? He was helpless, and you, you have a bunch of timeouts. You keep calling timeouts. And Stevens even joked that he should have used all of his timeouts during that run. I think he was joking, but it – yeah, you probably should have. Now, the, the bigger conversation, and this is a perfect segue as we pivot away from Isaiah Thomas and the Celtics and to the overall state of officiating because there's a scandal that is apparently going to be revisited. Now, this is a story that did not get a lot of attention over the weekend, but as the postseason rolls on, it is a relatively small story now which could have rather large implications. I want to get out on front in front on this. We're talking about a lawsuit against the FBI. Now, you're probably saying, well, how does this apply to basketball? This is this is a separate issue. There's a film company. Let me fill in the blanks here. There's a film company that's suing the uh, FBI, and the reason they're suing the FBI is they want to get sealed documents into the investigation of Tim Donahue. Now, he's the official that the NBA says went rogue and was helping shave points and manipulating the outcome of basketball games. Now, the the film company claims they believe there is a reason that there's more to this story, that that there's a reason the FBI is sealing these records. The FBI is claiming that they are doing it to protect someone. Uh, They didn't say who. Uh, They would not reveal, obviously, who they're trying to protect. But Donahue was found guilty of making calls to influence the point spread of NBA games. This story goes back about 10 years, and maybe you've forgotten some of the details, but he spent 15 months, Donahue, in prison, in a federal prison, for wire fraud and gambling charges as a result of manipulating NBA games. So the question is, this lawsuit, which has not gotten a lot of attention, I imagine it will get more attention in the coming days, uh, is it something or nothing for the NBA to worry about? And I believe, I brought it up, so I believe obviously it's something. And I'll tell you why. Number one, the FBI, as I stated, they initially rejected this claim of information because of uh, the fact that they said it would violate the privacy of a person. This is all regarding the Freedom of Information Act request from the film company. 
And so they would not say who. Now, most people seem to think the consensus is it's Tim Donahue. Uh, but there's others that believe it's someone else that might have been an official at the time that might have contributed to the FBI investigation. The filmmakers claim that the public, that would be you and that would be me, that we have the right to know if the FBI adequately addressed the corruption that was going on in the NBA when Tim Donahue pushed the Lakers past the Sacramento Kings in one of the great officiated games in NBA history. And so the NBA is claiming that they are not involved in this and that there's nothing to worry about here. We're all, we're all good. We are all good here. And so they're keeping a cool hand publicly. And you got to remember, after that scandal came out with Tim Donahue, there was a report similar to the reports the NFL has issued over the years, a 133-page report about point shaving in basketball, about the referee Tim Donahue. Then the report was commissioned by the NBA, meaning that it was likely compromised, even though David Stern claimed it was completely transparent. And uh, the report indicated that uh, the NBA felt that this was a lone wolf Right, and, and that's the second part of this. The NBA should be worried because there was a lot of chatter. I remember at the time, and people were whispering to me, and if you're, if you're whispering to me, chances are you're whispering to other people as well, that Tim Donahue was not a, a single actor in this, but the league wanted you, and it was very important to the league to present the picture that this was just one referee. And back in those days, the rumors connected multiple officials with ties to this scandal, either vague friendships with gambling associates or deep ties to Tim Donahue. And Donahue wasn't you know, the rogue official he was made out to be uh, by the NBA in that report. And so now the NBA, even if this comes out, even if, if this documentary crew finds the proverbial smoking gun, right, what's it going to mean? The, the NBA, they have a highly powered army of PR people, and they will circle the wagons. They'll have a counterattack. We know how this works. We learned just a couple years ago how you can acid wash documentaries and make them, the people that make those documentaries, look bad. Take a look at that NFL documentary, The Dark Side. A lot of things in there were accurate. And instead of people buying it because it involved Peyton Manning and some other people that were referenced in the documentary, the NFL – they put on a full-on counterattack, and since the film was produced by Al Jazeera, the NFL said, oh, no, 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 terrorist organization. Terrorist organization, don't believe anything. And a lot of people bought that. A lot of people said, oh, no, no, I don't, I don't believe that. Even though a Major League Baseball player for the Chicago Cubs was suspended for half a season based on that documentary, people still chose to ignore it because of Shoot the Messenger, Al Jazeera, the, the people that made the documentary. Now, the NBA, this particular documentary, is not being made by Al Jazeera. However, the company is partially owned by Bobby Valentine. Remember the old manager of the Mets and the Rangers and the Red Sox and a bunch of other people? Bobby Valentine, his production company is behind this. So last I checked, Bobby Valentine is not a terrorist and is, has no ties to Al Jazeera. And so uh, unless you consider that mustache and the glasses and all that, some kind of act of uh, baseball terrorism or something like that, his hands aren't dirty in this. He did do a terrible job managing the Red Sox and was a bore on television, but a lot of people have done that. 
Uh, so we'll have to see what kind of tricks they come up with to kind of cover their tracks on this. But remember, and we'll leave you on this note, remember the, this Maller monologue down the line because this is a story that's going to have some legs. It's not going to have legs now. It's going to be a little while here. And expect the you-know-what to hit the fan regarding the NBA. And they'll say, well, this is 10 years ago. And, and yeah, it's likely that a lot of these officials that were involved in this, if more names come out, that they're no longer active officials in the NBA. But keep an eye on this over the next handful of months. And it might even take a year before this comes out. But I have a feeling that there's something to this, that there'll, there'll, there'll be some, some good dirt that comes out of it. It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. I wonder what old Tim Donaghy's up to these days. He, I think he was uh, giving uh, gambling tips out last year. I think he was living in <laughs> Vegas. I, I don't know. I have to look. I don't know. I, I heard he was. Uh, he pops up on a lot of radio. He pops up yeah, those a lot of interviews. Once in a while, you hear from him on your radio interview, but uh, yeah. I don't to answer the question. I don't know, but I if I were him, I would absolutely give out NBA gambling uh, tips. Why not? What's what's the well, what else is he going to do though? I mean, he's certainly not going to be officiating any more games anywhere at any level. Yeah, I think he goes on with Cowherd a lot. I know that, and some of the oh, others. Really, shows. a lot. Yeah, I've heard him on a few. Well, I say a lot more than once. Okay, how about that? Is that is that enough for you? Yeah, but I don't know exactly what else he's got going on there. I assume he's written a book, probably about all yeah, this. Yeah, I remember he did. He did have a book. He's probably doing a podcast or something like that. I would imagine that's what he's got going on. But but who knows? All right, it is the the Ben Maller Show on Fox. If you'd like to be part of this, eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. We had an eighteen inning game. Eighteen innings. It ended Ooh. while we were still on the air. We gave the final score. Yankees win. Oh, Yankees win. They beat the Cubs. Five to four in 18 days. We, we will have to look into bringing back in honor of the late, great Frank Pollock, our old friend here at Fox Sports. Radio, passed away a couple years ago. We will, we'll have to consider bringing back the Yankee home run report, which is a very valuable part uh, of this show for, for many, many years. But the, the Yankees scored the winning run on the most exciting play in baseball, Aaron Hicks scoring Starling Castro's ground ball in the 18th inning, and uh, he ended up scoring the run there, and that was the difference. The longest interleague game ever, ever, and most strikeouts combined in a major league game, 48 strikeouts. So if you like these little odd nuggets of history, you got a lot of odd nuggets of history in the Yankee-Red Sox game. Six hours and five minutes of baseball, and I will guarantee you today those mainstream sports shows will be complaining and whining about this and saying, Rob Manford must put a rule in this this game. No game should go six hours and five minutes in May, and they're going to have to stop games after 12 innings. It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Again, 877-99 on Fox. We're on Twitter, at Ben Maller. A need... For speed. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show has been called a show about nothing. However, Twitter is definitely something. Join the Charm Circle and follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. 
And you can follow our technical producer. He plays all the music and most of the funny sound bites of the Ben Maller Show. His first name is Danny. His last name is a mystery to most, but you can follow him at Danny G Radio. The microphone throttler. And I'm live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's Ben Maller. We'll have the odd man out coming up in a couple of minutes, and we get right back to the phone calls. We say hello to Ed in Arlington, who's on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Ed in Arlington. Ben, what's going on with my Rangers? You're, you're, they you're suck. Hero. They can't hit. Mike Napoli's been terrible. What more do you want? Well, that's what I was calling to talk to yeah. you about. You've spoken up for him. And yes, but I was right when I when I spoke up with him before for him before. I was correct. Now, now he's had a bad month. He's sitting like uh, under two hundred, well under two hundred. I know he's uh, he's but, had slow starts before, so you can only cross your fingers and hope that he snaps out of it uh, soon enough. Well, but you I'm can. I'm not wonder. a Ranger fan, so I'm not crossing any fingers. But but here's the thing with with the uh, Mike Napoli. It's not just Napoli. The, the Rangers' offense, the one constant, even when the Rangers have had teams that haven't been that good, they've been able to score runs. This current Ranger team right now, uh, they're they're a bad offensive team. Yeah, they're terrible offensively. I think they're really missing Adrian Beltre is part of the problem. They don't have a one-two combo. Napoli gets no protection when he's in the lineup. Yeah. It's it's so, a, uh, shocking. The, the Rangers have the 27th uh, on-base percentage in baseball. It's amazing they, they're actually 13th in runs scored, considering they don't get on base very much. And they don't they don't hit for average, which you know, give or take that. But just they're bad. They're bad offensive. They're bad team in general. Yeah, well, this is kind of what I was uh, talking about when I called you earlier in the year, and I told you to, uh, don't expect too much from the Rangers this year because they didn't do enough in the off season to beef up their part of their batting order. Uh, you know, Napoli was a, a, quite the risky. Bringing him back was pretty risky, and then. Uh, you, know, you got to wonder how much gas Adrian Beltre has left in the tank. He's uh, pushing 38, I think. Get him some pharmaceuticals. So, uh, he'll be good. What's that? Get him the right pharmaceuticals. He'll be all right. <laughs> you know, the, the, an intriguing case is uh, Joey Gallo. He's only uh, 20. He might be 24 at most. I think he's still 23 years old. He's got a terrible batting average, not much above Napoli's, but uh, – when you uh, add the numbers together and look at his OPS, it's really pretty outstanding. He, uh, when he when he gets a hold of the ball, he he sends it a long ways most of the time. So he's yeah. got a good slugging. Well, well Ed, you've you reached your limit. There's a limit on how much Rangers baseball we're allowed to talk. You've now reached that limit, and so now we must move on and talk about something else because Uh-oh. the radio show will self destruct if we talk any more Texas Rangers baseball. I hope you understand that, and I love you, Ed. But, you know, when we break down 13 and 19 baseball teams, it's not exactly a rating success. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's not yeah, a whole lot yeah. to be gleaned from a 13 and 19 team. No. So uh, we'll uh, call you back if they turn things around. All right, and, so I'll uh, talk to you a couple years. You many All right, thank you. Oh, Danny G blowing up Ed in Arlington. It's a legend. That's very rude. You gave him the weed man hippie treatment? Is that no, what you did? he even got to say goodbye. Yeah. Did he say goodbye? I didn't yeah, he did. All right. Tammy in Montana is not going to talk Texas Rangers baseball. Hey, where are the white women at? And she is on Fox Sports Radio. Montana, I just said that. Well, how about a 10-20 and 20 team, the Royals? No, no, <laughs> no. Just say no, please. 
I'm kidding. I'm just going to say I'm not ready to to throw in the towel on the Royals yet after uh, 30 I think, games. I think, but, they, I, think um, I think the Royals have thrown in the towel on the, no, no, on no, no, the no. Royals. I was watching some of that Royals Indians game. I have no idea why I was watching. Although it was was it dressed to the nines day at the ballpark? You were supposed to dress up. I only saw two people dressed up at the Royals game. <laughs> Everyone else was dressed casual. I saw like two people behind home plate dressed up. That was it. I didn't see that game. Sorry, Ben. Yeah. So I'm more <laughs> well, of a Royals fan than you. I watched I the well, Royal. I watched uh, Rex Hudler and Steve Fiziak call the game. How about that, Ben? I don't think you were more. You're more of a Royals fan. I think you were more desperate, and I may have been doing something a little um, more fun than watching baseball. So really, sorry. Oh, yeah. All right. It's a Sunday you know. afternoon. Sunday fun day. Exactly. Yeah, some, right. Something that Harvey should have done instead of getting drunk. He should have just had some more sex, you know. But <laughs> anyway. Well, um, well he might have so, had a headache after that also. You never know, depending <laughs> depending on how it went. So. Well, depending on the position, yes. Right, right. Um, <laughs> anyway, I wanted to say um, thanks to the person who uh, did a shout-out for Holler and James. I do miss him. I have tried extensively to locate him but no success so i hope he's listening and he will call but um one other thing so you didn't offer your opinion on who you think might be involved in the donahue uh situation i mean do you think it's a politician an ex-player or more officials no i think think? so i think it's other officials The, the rumor at the time was there were several officials that were all tight with donahue and that at least one or two of them also was involved with some of the gamblers now, that story went away. That was never verified, but that was the story that was going around at the time. So oh. uh, we'll, we'll see if uh, other names pop up. Remember, this was 10 years ago, and there, right. there are, aren't very many, if any, of those officials that are still working in the NBA that were that, that close. But that, that was the theory at the time. So now, and if you, if you missed it earlier, you can go back and hear it on the podcast, but this documentary film company is suing the FBI, Freedom of Information Act, trying to get some of the sealed files involving Tim Donahue's case because they believe there is more to the story. They're trying to get Well, I'm, gl- I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Ben. It's, that's pretty interesting. I'll have to uh, look into that. Thank you. Have uh, a good night. All right. Thank you. There she goes. Tammy. If you want to know what Tammy was doing on Sunday afternoon, I think you found out. All right, Todd, the Ben Mather Show on Fox, a need for speed and a need for a game show contestant. This is a call to action. Please, we, we've had a run of bad game show contestants. If you've got nothing going on, you got a couple of minutes, you want to try to win a golden ticket, this is your opportunity. Call right now. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. Going to play the odd man out. We'll get to the need for speed and the odd man out. All of that in 60 seconds. No long commercial break. But first, let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com and get a free rate quote. And now here's Ben Maller. We are moments away from the odd man out. But first, a need for speed. And last week when we were with you, we told you the story of a foot race that had been proposed uh, proposed by some members of the Cincinnati media. Billy Hamilton, the speedster for the Cincinnati Reds, and John Ross, the newest member of the Cincinnati Bengals. And 
to, to find out who the fastest man in Cincinnati would be. Now, Marvin Lewis shot this down, Mr. Sourpuss, the Bengals coach, shot this down while we were away. Uh, and then other people have brought up Usain Bolt as a possibility, that Usain Bolt, the Olympic track star, the legendary figure in Olympic circles, the fastest man in the world, Usain Bolt, that he should race the Cincinnati Bengals' John Ross in a 40-yard dash. Well, I bring this up, and the reason I bring it up is because a reporter contacted and did an interview with Usain Bolt and asked him the question whether or not he would race the newest member of the Cincinnati Bengals, John Ross, and here's Usain Bolt. He's uh, asked the question. You'll hear his answer. A football player named John Ross just ran the 40-yard dash at the NFL Combine, and he set a record for the Combine, 4.22 seconds. And afterwards, he issued a direct challenge to Usain Bolt. And he said, and I quote, I know I can get Usain in the 40. How much of a chance do you think Ross would have against you in a 40? Zero. <laughs> Absolutely none. You know what I mean? I think, I think over the years, uh, people always aim to the top. I always say that, like, there's so much, I've learned something through the ranks that it's a ladder, but no one wants to climb the ladder. Everybody just wants to get to the top of the ladder, so they always want to beat me, but no, nah, no chance. No chance, he said. And listen, there's, there's nothing in it for Usain Bolt, right? There's absolutely nothing. He laughed off the John Ross challenge, as you heard in that little clip that we just played. Uh, and the reason, it, it's like the, the people a couple years ago when Ronda Rousey, was the hot thing, and there were dopes that called radio shows and said, well, Floyd Mayweather should fight Ronda Rousey. And, of course, there's nothing that Floyd Mayweather could have gained for that, from that, rather, because if he had won the fight, people would say, well, he should have won the fight. And then if he had really won the fight, they would say, how can you beat up a woman? Uh, and then if he had lost the fight, they would have ripped him for that. And for Usain Bolt, if he wins a race against John Ross of the Bengals, the the story is, well, he was supposed to win the race, and if he doesn't win the race, he looks like a fool because he's won all these medals at the Olympics and he can't beat a Cincinnati Bengal wide receiver. Looks like a dope. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. Let's do it. Hey, Maller Militia, you think you can spot a mistake? Teams that have won an NBA championship, Lakers, Pistons, Heat, Clippers. Wait a minute. That's not right. What's wrong with your Clippers? See if you can spot the one that doesn't belong during Odd Man Out on the Ben Maller Show. There is a golden ticket on the line. Let's go to our contestant for the Odd Man Out. Got multiple contestants potentially on on the line. I'm assuming that's the contestant right there that we're supposed to go to. Yeah, that's, uh, is that what you wanted? See, Coop is deciding right now. He's Well, that contestant called in first, yeah. but uh, I know that he's probably participated All before, right. so I, right. I, I gave you an option. All right. Well, let's... Let's try Jeff and Indy, then. We'll give Jeff and Indy the shot. Hello, Jeff. Now, have you played recently, Jeff? Uh, I have never played before, BM. Never! Never played before! Wow. First time. This is exciting. All right. What, uh, Jay, uh, Jeff, are you ready here? Let's do this. Yes? Let's do it. All right. What do you do for a living? Uh, I work at a gas station. Uh-huh. Now, what shift do you work to get at the gas station? Usually the early shift. I'm getting ready. Okay, you're just getting started. All right, very good. Uh, well, here we go. Good luck to you, Jeff. And how much is gas right now in Indianapolis? If I wanted to get, like, the cheapest grade gas, one gallon, how much would that cost me? 
Uh, northeast side of town, if you're talking about 87, then it's uh, two, 235, I think, right now. 235. All right. Another reason to leave California. All right. Very good. Let's do it right now. It's like $17 a gallon here in California where we do the show from. All right. Uh, odd man out. Question number one. These are all multiple choice. And remember, we're looking for the one that does not belong, thus the odd man out. These guys all have a statue outside Staples Center in Los Angeles. A, Shaquille O'Neal. B, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. C, Jerry West. And D, Wilt Chamberlain. Looking for the one that does not. I think it's Wilt Chamberlain. He's going to go with Wilt Chamberlain. Is he right? Yeah. How about that? Uh, Listen, Wilt uh, hooked up with 20,000 women. He does not need a statue. That's his statue right there that he was able to succeed in that department. All right, at least according to Will. Uh, Question number two. These Major League Baseball teams have hit less than 30 home runs so far this season. All right. A, the Tampa Bay Rays. B, the Boston Red Sox. C, the San Francisco Giants. And D, the Kansas City Royals. Oh, man, that's a crap shoot right there. Give me uh, a yeah. Tampa Bay. All right. He says spitballing Tampa Bay. Is he right? Yeah. Well, you got, go. you got it right again. Jeff, you're two for two. It is the Tampa Bay Rays, the correct answer. I thought it was the Royals, but apparently I was wrong. I, I would have gone with the Royals. It's Tampa Bay. Question number three. You've already got two right. One more correct, Jeff, and you get a win. Nice. Question three. These players have all been swept in the NBA Finals. Looking for the one that hasn't. A, LeBron James. B, Kobe Bryant. C, Jason Kidd. And D, Irvin Magic Johnson. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with uh, Black Mamba. All right, Kobe Bryant for the win. Is he right? That's a winner! Three in a row. Three in a row for Jeff. If you want, Jeff, we can keep going if you want to press on. Let's try another one. Let's go go four for four. All right, now he's getting arrogant. All right, uh, Jeff, here we go. Question number four. You've already won. Uh, These running backs have led the NFL in rushing. We're looking for the one that does not belong. A, LaShawn Shady McCoy. B, DeMarco Murray. C, Jamal Charles. And D, Adrian Peterson. Oh, man. Did LaShawn do it? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Jamal Charles. All right. Is they right again? Let's see here. Ah, oh, man. Four for four. I can go all night. I can, I, I can go all night. Very cocky. Uh, all right, let's do it again here. I want to see you lose. Uh, let's go to number five. You already won, but uh, this is the last question. Here we go. You've already got all four right. All right, these MLB teams don't have an official mascot. Uh, these Major League Baseball teams don't have an official mascot. We're looking for the one that does have an official baseball mascot. A, the Dodgers. B, the Cardinals, C, the Angels, and D, the Yankees. 
Oh, man, that's a tough oh, one. You'll right say there. that every time you get them all right. You say that at every no, question. No, that's, that's a tough one. That's a little unfair, but you know what I'm How is that go, unfair? Go, How is that unfair? It's not unfair. It's a, totally unfair. The other ones were based on skill and knowledge. This one is just luck. So uh, I'm going, uh, give me the uh, angels. Oh, I see. Is he right? You want to stay with that answer or you want to change it? Give it to me. All right. Now the streak is over. You don't love mascots the way I love mascots. Well, you won anyway, though, so we'll give you a golden ticket, Jeff. Congratulations. Because I've got a golden ticket. I've got a golden ticket. You went four and one. We asked all five questions, and Jeff, have a good shift at work today. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. All right. I'll pump a couple gallons for you, Ben. Yes, thank you. Give someone free gas, please. All right. Uh, it's uh, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We'll have Cowboys Corner. Yes, the great Cowboys Corner, that. <laughs> and we might even check in with our friend Dick and Dayton and some other surprises. We'll get to all of that. We'll do it next. Follow our exclusive Reddit page. Find our subreddit, Ben Maller Show, and be a part of our revamping. Post stories and message other P1s. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. Well, the big TMZ story overnight, uh, Chris Bosh, former NBA player who still wants to play, but the Heat won't let him. There he is at a family reunion. Chris Bosh uh, being sued by some big porn people. Uh, the reason they rented out his mansion in Miami, and it was apparently filled with crap. And so, so they're being sued uh, because of this, that it was Garbage. moldy, there was rat poop all over the mansion. So, interesting. Uh, do you think they were filming a movie at his house? That's uh, wow. How about that? Let's go to. We'll, we'll have to do some research on that. Dick in Dayton. How appropriate after that story. Dick in Dayton is on Fox Sports Radio. How about the Cleveland Cavaliers? Yes, Dick in Dayton. They did it again. They're eight zero oh, in the playoffs. Man. Yeah. I'm telling you, yeah. this is life is good. Did you watch the game yesterday? No, I, I had to work with a yard, but I, I am so proud of those Cleveland Cavaliers. You are thrilled. You are excited. You are giddy. All those years of bad Cavs basketball and the last handful of years, it's all worth it. And yeah. the Reds have sh- uh, I, shocked yeah. all of us here in Cincinnati. Yeah, and, but, and, and you have Reds-Yankees. Are you going to be checking those games out this week? I'll be oh, watching will. them. I think okay. it'll be a little tough, but it's it's kind of yeah. nice to see the Reds in first place, you know? Yeah. Well, that won't last, right? I mean, that's not going to I, I don't think yeah. so, but yeah. it's life is good, buddy. Uh, life is good. All right. I love your positive outlook. Dick. I got to go, though. Thank you, buddy. All right. Okay. All have right. a good day. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. There he goes, the great Dick in Dayton. Uh, let's say hello to, oh, Big Sexy called in, uh, always at the end. We never have enough time with Big Sexy. Good morning, fellas. Hello, Big Sexy. What's up? Well, two, three things. Number one, why can't you? Uh, why can't the Ben Maller show be aired in Northern Alabama? I'm about to run out of earshot now for the national station. Yeah, but I cannot find you in Northern Alabama. Well, Second thing. Yes. Go ahead. Go uh, ahead. Well, I, make I, well, well, I will tell you that it's we. Your show. It's your show. Exactly, after Big Sexy. Yes, it is the show, and. Uh, I always say scan the radio dial, but there are other options. You can also hear the show on satellite radio, which I know is broadcast all over Alabama because of XM Sirius, Sirius XM on Channel 83, and also iHeart Radio. So there are other options. You can hear the show. Uh, unless they have the monthly install, but I can't afford those. But 
anyway, moving forward. Uh, Atten- attention advertisers, yes. Are you going to let me dial Ben? No, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. Ben. Yeah. Ben. Yeah. I called in. I know you called in. You saying both. Usain Bolt does have a challenger. The University of Tennessee last week, a young man named Coleman, I think his first name is Christian, was clocked at a 4.16 40-yard dash. Yeah. He's not going to be – listen, stop. Usain Bolt is a proven Olympic, Olympic champion. we got to leave you on that pick, Sexy, but call in earlier. Let's go now to Windsor, Ontario, and Cowboy John Brad. It's 5.52 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time on Monday, May 8, uh, 2017. Like the Kentucky Derby winner, I'm always dreaming of a new Tigers closer. And uh, May 1963, the first movie Dr. No was released. Of course, John Connery playing. uh, I'll demonstrate for you. I don't care. The the ones where he's like, Billboard charts with uh, "Welcome Back" the "Welcome Back Cotter" theme song, yeah, and last year boy. in the state, the actor who played Martin Lane on the the uh, Patty Duke show died at eight. There he goes. Where he Ooh. goes, no one knows, right? Yes. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season, and so are we. I'm Tori Deal, and I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars Four is finally here, and this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.